Hey, Mike. Tonight we talked about shaft, rod, and stroke. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I was here for it. Well, that's why Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the number one podcast where you can learn about motorcycle products and motorcycles. And we answer your technical information. And if you want to know what we talked about, you're going to have to listen to this show. Live from Pahrump, Nevada, Valley of the Dirt people, with no dust today. No, there's no dust. There's no dust because it is raining outside or it rained most of the day. It rained the perfect amount to make riding tomorrow super awesome. This is your favorite motorcycle question and answer show called Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I'm joined tonight by Rally Navigator, Mike Shirley. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Mike Shirley didn't know he was going to be doing this. Mike a little closer to you. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so Mike Shirley uh, didn't know he's going to be here. He was uh, busy doing construction expo. Yep, uh, but I did spend the last forty-five minutes preparing for this. Okay, with my publicist. Okay, that's good <laughs> because you're the man behind Rally Navigator. You've made my life much easier. I don't know. You've gotten you've gotten in a lot of jobs handed to you making road bikes too. So there's a lot of work that comes with that. As yeah. Well. So uh, thank you for joining. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number one hundred and sixty. Matt. No, one eighty. Call it two hundred. Okay. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. No one pays attention. Hold on. Wait one Wait, second. It doesn't make sense to go from episode one seventy nine to. Oh, he's got readers. Snap! I got some too. Ah, the got day it. has finally come. Okay. It's episode one hundred and eighty. Ah. It's amazing that we went from 179 to 160 in my head, but uh, this show would not be possible without a bunch of sponsors that we have that we really enjoy. And you can also support the show by clicking through our links at Amazon, which has actually been doing okay, and Rocky Mountain ATVMC. Now go to our website, click the little support us button, and that helps us a ton. We really do appreciate that, but also Double Take Mirrors, Bulletproof Design, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC, Climb, Scott Sports, Taco Moto, and of course, Yamaha. Yamaha revs your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Take it, you to the victory zone. Take you to the victory zone. Yeah. Matt, Matt you, you got the victory zone of people in our class at your last race on your Yamaha. You beat out people on KTMs. Yep. Smoked yep. them. Clearly what? smoked them. A hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's all that matters. Matt's having good times on his YZ250 FX. That bike looks sweet. The blue rims. Yeah. Those are stock, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that thing looks the nice awesome. dent in the rims, too, looks really oh. nice. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. And uh, I'm going to fix this microphone while we do this. But, uh, yeah, episode 180. Of course, if you are looking for the best handlebars known to man especially if you have bad wrists like me uh flex handlebars fast company flex handlebars do you run those mike i do not i've you, ridden i've ridden your bikes with them and they're, they're really nice it just, just yeah. takes a lot of the head off and i can see as you uh get more years under your belt uh that's a pretty nice upgrade for more a bike. years under your belt <laughs> <laughs> you've gone longer without dying so your wrists are getting I, more jacked up i beat mine up pretty good uh to begin with to start with and i can't imagine yeah they, they were kind of junk for a while but yeah this is what we do in the show we fix problems i'd be careful Ooh. about talking your wrists and then saying the words beat yeah, really. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Matt. <laughs> trying to make it a children's show, but I guess tonight's not going to be. Hey, a couple other things we're going to talk about. I don't tonight. Like Edric that tequila out, right? on children's shows. Oh, hold on. Speaking of that, as long as Victor's in the chat, this is not a children's show. <laughs> let the microphone swing away, and uh, maybe maybe practice holding it a little closer, more con- more closer to your 
face as well. Right. Mark, Mark Daniels, by the way, uh, your shirt is uh, in process. Ooh, in process. In process. Yeah. Is this, that's, this, this has been a, a couple month long endeavor. Well, we strive to make things nice perfect shirt. around here. It's, a, it's going to be a really nice shirt. Make shirts overnight. Don't uh, let me forget. I want to ask you about shirts. Do we have a pair of pliers around here someplace or no, something like that? Do, do I need to go step away from being a producer and being a tech? A yeah. tech? Doctor or stage hand. Yeah, where's your where's your, where's your publicist? <laughs> oh, she's down hey, underneath the desk. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm clipping. Are we clipping? I like, think it's no. I, it's the headphones. It's the headphones. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah there, headphones. There's something a little bit. I was not doing this this bad earlier. It was. It's like it's super pumped up. Like those are those are way too hot, no, man. No. Look at look. Walk, but walk it's so the, so. There's a there's a master someplace that's doing this. Anyway, some some talking points tonight. I'm going to talk about the uh, Vikings. Uh, MC Sprint Enduro this weekend. We don't talk about racing hardly at all unless I race or I participate. This is coming up, and I am going to participate for one reason and one reason only. Uh, it was it's my father in law's um, celebration of life because poor Ned uh, lost a battle with cancer uh, in January, and his his uh, one of his dying wishes. And this is way before he was ever even close to dying he said i want my ashes to be spread out spread out on a bomb run of a desert race that's legit yeah that's uh, just that's ned yeah ned's a lifer dude there's no yeah. yeah he's all in on that that's pretty awesome and so we uh talked about it a little bit and the luckily the club um even though it's a sprinter drill and they don't have a bomb run they're going to do a ceremonial little bomb run for ned uh where we can do this and we can all go out and have a good time. Of course, uh, you, you won't believe what we'll be providing for uh, drinks at the ceremony. Guess. Tequila? No. No, it's not me. It's Ned. Oh, I, I don't know Ed. Sugar, Ned. Sugar-free Red Bull and vodka. Oh, is that his you, go-to? You, you don't remember the van? At Rebel? Come on, Mike. I know. Kind of gray. Fuzzed <laughs> out a little bit right now. I forgot so, most of my childhood, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow... Um, so it's going to be a good time. It's out at uh, Johnson Valley off Bessemer Mine Road. If you know where that's at, um, it's going to be on Saturday at 5 p.m. And I, I'm going to actually I'm going to hang up on all of our live people on the Instagrams because I need to make a call because I need some coaching on bomb runs. Right. Bye, now. Graham. Yeah. So I'm going to end that. I'm going to share it. I don't know what else. Let's see. TTT. T, what number was it again? 180. 180. Uh, where were we at on the sponsor reads, by the way? We got to Fast Company. He kind of fizzled out after that. Yeah. We're also, we got no, I was talking about Flex Handlebars, and I asked Mike if you liked them. Yeah. We talked about Climb. Oh, you want me to be a shield of my sponsors? Uh, let's see. We got to Yamaha. And then, uh, well, I talked about Yamaha. They're awesome. We okay. talked about them. We're good. Um, I commented on the blue wheels. Look, Oh, C Concepts? What? Yeah, hold on. I can pull a seat concepts right out of my um well I sit on it with my ass. Okay. So that's a seat concept seat. This seat, these are these are some of the best seats in the world, period. Just just trust me. I couldn't imagine going back to a stock seat after rolling seat concept seats for a long time. It'd be a nightmare to go back to a regular seat. And Mike just got done riding um basically a thousand miles with me down in Baja. And other than, you know, getting me sick on the way down there. That's true. And then, you know. Syphilis is really contagious, it turns out. 
Right. Well, we talked about that. We talked about like your eye problems are relate are related to syphilis, and if if you you're starting to have eye problems, get tested for syphilis. Uh, May eighth, I go on. and Jimmy to the clinic. Hold on a second. Let me let me check my specs. Here. <laughs> um, Those new? No, no. My buddy Dave bought these for me about four or five years ago. But I'm going to read something in a few minutes that I needed them yeah. for. I really yeah. I decided I'd do this. So let me get finished. Uh, sharing that okay good i'm done with this now i'm going to use this phone to call i'm going to call in a special guest and hopefully he's going to pick up the phone Bulletproof well, designs and taco moto thanks to our sponsors did, did oh, we double take mirrors i don't think we can hear you matt yes you can oh i turned myself off can you, can you hear that Bulletproof designs taco moto oh, there we go All right okay hello jimmy mm. hey it's crazy marlene Marlene, crazy Mar- no, it's crazy Nate. It's crazy Nate. This is crazy yeah, Nate Shockway, yeah. everybody. Um, crazy Nate, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, what we are talking about is my father-in-law who kicked the bucket um, earlier this year. Ned, his Ned, Ned yeah, Ned McNabb. His he's a Vikings mm-hmm. MC member, and you know how loyal desert clubs are to each other. You're a lifelong dirt digger. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, a proud dirt digger, too. You got that right. You made me an honorary dirt digger. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, I was I was Ventura County MC and uh, and you 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 hijacked me. So I think I'm I think I'm more dirt digger than almost any other club, really. (laughs) (laughs) God, that's too bad. (laughs) So there's a. there's there, what what I was going to, so Ned, and he talked about this a long time ago. We're talking like 20 years ago. He always said, when I die, I want my ashes to be spread out on the bomb run of a desert race. Oh, yeah. Does that sound crazy? No, I, I think I've heard of several guys that have had that idea. Yep. Yeah. It, no, that's not that crazy. <laughs> then that's coming no. from, that's coming from crazy Nate. Crazy Nate, the expert on crazy. Yeah, but see, I, I've got a different thing going. Um, I don't want to spread mine to the bomb run. Uh-huh. I have uh, the Pipe Mountains. <laughs> oh, uh, what about a trophy tree? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> Maybe some at the trophy tree? Yeah. So yeah I, something like that. Yeah. Right. So, I want to be up there with my friends. <laughs> yep. Yep. All, yeah. They're, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> I, I, pr- I probably should, I should probably well, no, end up up there too. Supposed to be going. Sorry. What? So I'm having a clipping problem with my microphones here. So I'm throwing that thing off. Is, is it, oh, I won't be able to hear him if I can't hear him. Then? Yeah. <laughs> That's how phones work. This is why we need to hire. Are we prof- on the air? Or- yes. Are you oh, live? Okay. Yeah. This is on yeah. the highlight reel. Am I live or am I dead or die? You're, no, you're still live. <laughs> Marlene, just slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. Okay, good. Oh, where am I? <laughs> so uh, the question I had is, so we're going to do this bomb run thing, and I was I was wondering, you know, it's going to be ceremonial bomb run. It's not a real bomb run. I was I was wondering, I I was wondering if you wanted to come out and ride backwards on it just for fun. <laughs> 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 I have a four-letter word for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not not fun. Yeah, so I think uh, Matt, these are all too high. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, these you watch the OBS. Right. It is not clipping on OBS. Okay, it's, it's just in my ears. It is in the then then it's then it's the output to the microphones. We're trying to diagnose a problem on the 
thing. Mm-hmm. My microphone's flying all over the place. If you saw this show, it looked as good as it is. It this is it. This, yeah. this is the way you it fix works it on the fly. Yeah, keep it running. I should talk. Nate could fix it. <laughs> get, get him a hammer or a drill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If Nate touches it, it'll never work again. <laughs> hey, we, we were working on your CRF-230 over here the other day, and, and someone was admiring all the holes you drilled in the camshell. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. So the, the, the chain is adjusted by a uh, – it's in a CRF-230, and it has like a, a, a snail shell, like a cam adjuster for the yes, for the yes. chain. He took it has the, about 25 holes. Mine has about 25 holes in it. Because it, it made it lighter. Custom. Yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> that thing even has holes in the foot pegs. Uh, um, extra ho- holes. Extra holes, yeah. I hope not. That's that's a, that's a, that's a high stress area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold your handlebars you're all, not, not me when, when you're always a WFO. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't you don't need those holes. Do we figure out what the no, problem is? No, you don't need you don't need foot pigs. <laughs> something's loose and something's bumping. Now it has to if nothing's well, that would be. bumping, it sounds like it sounds like it's sound. So it's mm. the it's the one that's going out to headphones, wherever wherever that is. Which one is that? It's right here. That one, okay. Man, tape level. And then, and then, yeah. So I don't know if you want to touch that one. Be careful. <laughs> so how does it sound out there in the real world? If you're in the chat, go ahead and let us know. If if you hear like this horrible scratching noise on your, uh, that's my brain. Do, I, do, do you hear a scr- horrible scratching noise, Nate? No. Huh? Okay. Not at all. Yes, and the soundboard not clipping. It's okay, just, so it's it just is. us. I just have to live with this hell. <laughs> In uh, the it's, studio, it's fine. Yeah. My, my headphones are better. No, that's what you get. They're, they're better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, your yours are better. You get now. what you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these these are expensive headphones. Trust me. Yeah, see, my, my headphones getting it too. I'm gonna do something I'm good at. I'm gonna have a nice slug up um, uh, tequila here. great. Sounds per. Okay, we're good. Okay. Brenda and Asher said we're good to go. So okay, quit. so audio is great. Then I should just quit complaining about. Dive into it, people. I think. So just live with that. Okay, so so since the guy who eliminated the ability to ride backwards on bomb runs said we shouldn't do any backwards on bomb runs, we should not do any backwards on bomb runs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was the last one, <laughs> the last guy to do that. Yeah. Well, I just uh, crazy Nate. What do you remember? What show you were on? Oh, what? What do you mean? What which, show? Which Tech Talk Taco Tuesday you were like on? What number? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you? Yeah. Oh, jeez, jeez, Jimmy, I, I don't remember dates very well, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was nineteen. <laughs> no, I don't remember. It was uh, probably uh, yeah. He was ago. on. He was on Tech Talk. We brought him on. Yeah. Yeah. He, we did we did a better yeah. rider. He's he done really, he's done a better he rider podcast. Okay. And then he stuck yeah. around one Tuesday night and did tech talk. And I, I, I want to say it's in the hundred and sixties. Sixties sounds right. I kept yeah. pushing the mic but away from me. Because <laughs> I, I remember it was when uh Yeah, you, you yeah. actually you actually caused us to make a modification to the show. We we gave the co-host a lot of times now, we give them a headphones. And and with it with so a, I can't push it away. Yeah, so you so you can't play with it all the time. Like mine finally balanced uh-huh. itself out, so I'm feeling pretty good. Hey, you know you should submit a bike for Rooster Endo. You know you can make a hundred bucks. Uh, you, oh, what Rooster Rent? 
Rooster rent. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's actually called roost endo or for sale. And for so, sale. so it's brought to you by tacomoto.co and, and basically they're yeah. going to give you a hundred bucks. If, if you send us a picture of your bike, you tell us the year make and model, and then you tell us uh-huh. the modifications you've done to it. And then we, oh my and then we talk about it. Don't, don't you remember talking about this on the, on the show? Remember we had all those pictures of bikes and you said they were all good. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere where, where yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> so i think your guests your guests tend to roost more and you you're a little more of an endo guy because i've you're seen harder, it all you're harder to please yeah, yeah i've seen it all yeah. I, I don't want to be I'm, yeah anything impresses me what if someone <laughs> submitted a who's uh, 650 what does that replace the 570 by no, the way no 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 it's a totally different it's a totally different category of power okay but but but, but it's, on it's our more. board does this now replace the 570 oh boy where is the rooster ender board? And is it's the right up there. Still up right there. there. We, yeah, we, it's we've way retired the, it, but way off the end of the thing. I don't know. We're, that, that's that's subject for discussion. We have to, actually we're going to do a back to back. I'm going to take both those bikes out. We're going to do some hill climbs, okay. and then we'll go trail riding on them, and then we'll then we'll decide. We'll give a final decision, but it, has okay. to, it involves testing. We're not just guessing on this one, right? Right. So, hey Nate, um, thanks for yeah. joining us on the show. Uh, if 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 you want to come and do a bomb run, let me know. I'll make sure you have a bike because there's 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 nothing. Who's the Six Fifty? There's nothing. Next time, I feel like almost dying. I'll do it. because yeah. <laughs> there's probably nothing like Nate to the bomb. I can imagine Nate to the bomb was like it was like how many how many flying W's would you do on a typical bomb run in a desert race? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, Man, right, I never left. The, no, I never left the seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's no, you did. Because when you G'd out, when you fully hit it, you got bounced uh-huh. up off the seat. Right. And yeah, and, mostly because of the lack of suspensions. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about racing in the last 20 years. We're talking 30 and 40 years ago. Right. That's Pre, right. Pre-suspension. We had three inches of suspension. Three inches of suspension. Yeah, before suspension. <laughs> he wrote, he raced a, he talked about the bike he raced. It was a Honda CL, was a CL 160? No, 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 no. <laughs> what the hell did you race? It was CB 250. CB 250. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was a Yamaha. And, no, 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 that was a Honda. I'm sorry, it was a Honda. Yeah. It was a Honda. It was a street bike. I took the headlight off of it and the rear tail light off of it. And then I would take it and go racing. And then when I got home, I put them back on so I could ride the bike back to work. Yeah, that's how you did it I back know. in the day. But when you hit a bump that's on cool. one of those things, and this is what, so you ever heard the term flying W? You, you hit a bump, it impacts so much the bike kicks up and it kicks your feet up and your, your legs yeah. go up like kind of up and sideways and so you look yeah. like a w because your your legs are yeah. sticking up to the side yeah. and your you know your crotch yeah. is the center of the w as you're as yeah, you're hanging, as you're hanging on the handlebars that's kind of a flying w on it's, the cover of monkey butt yeah it's all the way but yeah, yeah I, I, that's right that's right have, that's I have, right i have monkey butt right here and uh that is it's not necessarily flying w because he's he's doing styling there that's style but if he if he were to get bucked harder, he would his his legs would kind of be behind him more and folded, and that'd be the classic oh, yeah, flying out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's if you were going faster. <laughs> so, hey Nate, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, and we will uh, we'll uh, every, Matt should know what episode you're on. He could tell everybody, but he's not doing his job, and that's why the thing's clipping in my microphone too. So, not your microphone, hey, it's well, your headphones. That's cool. Hey, you know Matt taught the whole school by himself this weekend. 
Oh. Really? Well, not by myself. Really? Good was, for you, dude. Yeah. Thanks. It, it, it was kind of rough here and there. Uh, Jimmy had to. You should you yeah. should you should have seen him draw the chart. <laughs> well, you yeah, are, I kind of forgot the uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all start somewhere, right? We all start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time, sometime. First time. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it. it, it I was I was happy, but I definitely have my own notes for what I need oh, to, good. to improve. You took notes. I need, oh, I, need I have to, a lot of I need notes. to start taking notes just on life. So, but uh, we hey, missed you there, Nate. Yeah, we missed you. We will uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, thanks, thanks, guys. Okay, take care. Nice we'll, talking to you. We'll Bye-bye. see you soon. Bye. That was Crazy Nate Shakwa, uh, a legend in the uh, in the off road motorcycle industry, especially if you're from Southern California. Would he been down racing with Ned back in the day? Uh, Ned probably started a little bit after Nate. Sort of, Nate was always around, but he kind of retired. He got he got pretty wadded up a couple times, and then slowly, you know, he transitioned and more just kind of hanging out, helping his club, uh, pitting. He was always pitting his racers and working his like treasurer and stuff. So, I got to know him because I raced with his son, and and uh, and then we started trail riding together. But he like that's what he really got into, kind of like me. You know, we kind of retired from racing and got into trail riding. So, good times. Um, Anyways, do we have any questions that popped up in the chat? Let me see here. I thought there was one. That Somebody said the funniest show they ever saw was the one with Nate. With Nate. Yeah. yeah. Nate interview. <laughs> yeah, then you need to, if, if that's funny, watch the Jerry Bernardo one. Uh, so a name that is definitely not real. Uh, why, ra- why is racing and score so expensive? Um, because they just want your money and they want to do absolutely nothing for you. They're riding off of a, 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 a legend and a reputation of an event that's, as far as motorcycle racing goes, I think it just should be avoided. I have nothing good to say about score and I've seen them try to um, mask the, you know, they've been trying to throw up, they're trying to mask a, a, a dangerous and horrible event with g- PR and you should go do Nora, the Nora Mexican 1000. <laughs> but f- fun ratio is way higher. Way higher. Way higher to go do Nora. Yeah, you don't, you don't, do not want to, uh, you do not want to, I just, just the, 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 the evolution of the trucks and the bumps that they make and the speeds that those things go for, for anybody, if you aspire to go do that, just save your money. Um, and, and Nora's not inexpensive either. I mean, but you think about it, instead of a single-day fiasco, you're going for a five-day race with a lot of parties at the end. And parties mean, like, every night. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pretty good celebration. Yeah, Nora puts every penny they come in goes <laughs> right back into everything they're, they're dealing with the parties and the event. They put a lot of work into that. Right. Hey, do you think Brian Horton's jealous? No, no, because he was actually roasting me in the chat. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, it was a good one. It was a good one. He he threw a little bit of Attaboy out there for you. Yeah, he said uh, Matt Attack, LOL. Yeah. When we were talking about maintenance. So, I mean, fair. I mean, reputations are earned. Right. So. It takes a little bit of time. And Matt yeah. doesn't have two kids yet either, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're great. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. Thank you. I um, needed that. Uh-huh. I now feel better about myself and I can actually... Hey, this show would not be possible without the help of some of our sponsors. And I want to talk about Climb. I am wearing a brand new Climb Revolt pullover. This thing is sweet. And I'm wearing it because I wanted to pull it out of the bag so I would start wearing it in real life. But the funny thing about this is, and I'm wearing underneath the Revolt. You want to see what I'm wearing underneath? I'm wearing, oh, I'm wearing this do. Climb. It's other thing. It's, uh, it's other side. I look in the backwards and thing. It's a thing called a Climb 
negative 1.0 aggressor shirt. And if you want to talk about a really comfy setup, because Climb's really good with underlayers and overlayers. Oh, this is like a, this is actually considered like a mid layer, but I wear them all the time. In fact, I have one. It's Daigle Orange like this that I've had for like ten years. I'll, I'm going to pull up a black one here in a second. It's I've worn it so much it's faded on the back. It like you know when a traffic yep. cone sits out in the traffic too well, long. Dude, your gear bag. Oh, what color's my? Done. It's gray. Yeah, <laughs> gray purple. It's, it's totally it's totally gray. So yeah, that clipped pretty hard there. So the funny thing about the climb stuff is, so this is a new one. This is my my last my last one that I, I was wearing all day. Hey everyone, really quickly, just take your headphones off. The other day, oh, take clear. You're gonna get blown up. What you think that's gonna help? <laughs> I'm out of options. I don't know what else to do. Let's oh, see if that helps. Let's all try and change seats too. Yeah, oh, that is shit. Let's rotate. Seat shit. Is that worse? And it's the same. It's okay. It, it is purely us though. Not not for everyone else. Oh, okay. Well, else. we should just stop I bitching. Tried turning it down, but I think it has to do. I I don't know what it is. Anyways, what I was saying is, I have an old one, and I have an even. I have one that's like literally fifteen or twenty years old. It's old. They had pockets in these things, and I climb put pockets back in them because pockets are super awesome. Is there any money in these pockets? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Revolt pullover. If you want to be super comfy, especially when it's like kind of chilly out and you want like a windbreaker, a super light layer that doesn't interfere, because I can even do this podcast wearing this thing. I hardly feel like I'm wearing anything at all. You know how much I like to be naked. We should try wearing pants sometime doing this. I know. That would be a new <laughs> a new thing here at the show. But I you know, hey. I have my rules on, on, on what we do on this show, and that might be one of them. Hey, are you ready for a hot seat hotline? Yes. Hey. If you want to get on the show, if you have a good question for us, we have the C-Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, which is now a Zoom chat, and we will bring you live on the show. So, Matt, who do we have? So, Robert Miller is going to be coming on, and he's asking a question about the FE501S or the KTM 500 EXCF for riding tracker uh, on the road. So, Robert, welcome on. G'day. G'day, Jimmy. How are you? G'day. That sounds like... Um, that's uh, Norwegian, right? Jersey, New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're Austrian. That's good. <laughs> I, 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 Austrian. I knew, I knew it was close there by someplace. So. Yeah, <laughs> asking about Austrian bikes. We're so. a globally in tune <laughs> yeah. here, right? At, at um, we know what's up. I know this is probably the five hundredth time you've been asked this question, <laughs> but for general trail riding for a hack rider. What's your, how can you describe the feeling of riding the Husqvarna FE501 versus the KTM 500? And I'm not sure if in America they sell them as fully road legal, but down here in Australia, both bikes are fully road legal and sold with all the road going uh, gear, which most people remove, um, but... Uh, I'm not sure how that affects your your answer. So right. I know so, there's a linkage somewhere, but um, from your perspective, for a you know a hack trail rider um, like such as myself, um, you know, and I, and say I want to carry some uh, fairly lightweight gear on the back, like a say a Mojave saddle pack or something like that. Does that change your view, for example? Actually, you're talking probably two of the best guys to answer this question because we just rode the Baja Peninsula. I was on a 21 KTM 500 EXE, and um, 
Mike, 18, Mike was on an 18 Husky. And, and in reality, they've made small changes. Uh, there's going to be a big change coming in 24, but the, the, the bikes haven't changed a lot. There is a step between Mike's bike and my bike in, in some things. But so to kind of cut to the chase in, in America, yeah, they're sold as street legal. Uh, they're they're what we'll call we always say kind of corked up. They're they're they have you know really quiet mufflers and some sound deadening um, stuff on them. They have some emission emissions evaporative uh, stuff done to them. But the the little things that they do in Australia is different than the, what they do in Europe, and it's different than what they do to the United States. But the stuff that most guys do to make them into good trail bikes is kind of similar. Um, they, they, they start doing things like they'll add fueling to them or they'll, they'll take some of the little devices off that, that limit them. Uh, so we'll just kind of say that you can make those motors into whatever you want them to be. And they are the same. The motors on the bikes for the most part are the same. There's slight little characteristic differences uh, the Huskies tend to be a little bit smoother, I would say, um, in the in the uh, the lower RPMs, and I th- think the KTM's tend to uh, run a little bit better in the mid to upper RPMs. Hmm. But yep. you know, when you start modifying them, everything's out the window. You you can turn them into you can make them into anything you want them to be, just based on you know how you choose to tune them. So that aside, they're the same. And the biggest difference is really, uh, really the biggest difference for most people is: Do you like the white one or do you like the orange one? Uh, and yeah. and I'm not I'm not kidding about this because <laughs> for someone to feel like the linkage versus uh, PDS is it, it takes a certain kind of higher level feel yep. to to understand what you're feeling. I like PDS. Anyway. I I've I've been a PDS guy forever, and and so. So I can explain it well, and I can tell you. But go go ahead. You had another question or comment? No, no. I just uh, that's that's you've confirmed sort of what I understood that you have to be a high level rider to really really feel that difference of the linkage versus the PDS. Yeah, the suspension the suspension on both bikes works great, and and don't think that especially because what you read on the internet, and especially by guys that aren't confident, they aren't confident enough to say that the suspension is really good on both of those bikes because yep. they want to they want to beat on it to make them look better. When in reality, and and I ride a lot of bikes that have completely stock suspension, and I have a setting that really isn't that far off a of stock. That's my ideal setting because I ride them for what they were designed for and, and don't yeah. think just because, Oh, I'm a, I'm an, a hack rider or a newer rider that you're not going to need stiffer suspension than someone like myself. You know, it's suspension is very personal and until yeah. someone takes the time to make sure that they, that number one, they've made sure this they've set the sag and it's really crucial on the PDS bike more so than the linkage bike. Hmm. And I'll, I'll get to this in, in, in a second here about the, the big difference between those two, um, you know, set the sag and then you've ridden it a little bit and play with the clickers to kind of get to us, you know, to, to see, Hey, I've, I've got it working the way I feel it should work, you know, too stiff, too soft, whatever. Um, yep. You know, and then have the suspension serviced at least once before you go and get it sort of revalved. And when they service it, they'll set the oil height proper in the forks. And believe me, makes a big difference. And back to the to the to the rear suspension. If you start carrying weight, I believe 
that the linkage will let you get away with more without having to actually go and adjust something on the shock. Like on my bikes, when okay. I carry, yeah. when I, I have PDS and you notice that I have the, 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 um, what's the name of the thing with the, the sag adjuster, the sag adjuster, the one that's the one that's an eight millimeter and, uh, the, I'm, I'm so bad with names and parts. It's the, I almost bought one the other day because I was going to serve the shock I serviced today. I thought, oh, I'll just put it on, but I know I'm not going to put it on a bike that I'm going to be putting bags on and off. It's going to go on a bike that's going to stay, just stay it. the same. Mm-hmm. It's called X-Trig, the X-Trig ah, yep. preload yep. adjuster. It's a, it's a yep. $250 part that, that makes it really easy to go and change the, change the, you know, shock preload without having to, you know. You use it it's with a drill, it. isn't it? A drill fitting that goes on it. And yeah, you just use it. Yeah, you just a little impact driver yeah, right. like that. And you can, in, in, instead of taking four minutes to do it, it takes 30 seconds. So, Jimmy, what what are you using to measure SAG? A special tool or just tape measure? I the the only way I really check. I mean, every once in a while, I will go and check it with a tool. With a you know whether it's a measuring tape or I have this little SAG scale mm-hmm. that I use. That's a that's a sliding. It's a it's a basically a sliding ruler. You can press down and then when you lift up, it shows you the the okay, distance. I've seen those. So so I I have a tool that I check it with, but I I always know that I I make sure I put the right spring on. And then I just, usually I just check what we call um, free sag. So, so I just take the bike off the kickstand and let it settle itself out. And then I lift it up and I want it to lift up three quarters of an inch. And I just know that by feel. If, if I lift it up and it goes an inch, I'm like, ooh, it's a little bit low. And, and I can usually feel that when I'm riding. I feel the front end getting lazy. But so kind of back to your question. Um, it, they're 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 kind of they're basically the same animal and and yeah. if if you can get a better deal on one or or you, you have a propensity to a certain color or your buddies all have the same thing, I like PDS because a number one, it's easy to work on, and and if I actually really wanted more power out of these bikes and I don't, um, it has a straighter intake track because the shock is offset a little bit and the, the intake track is yep. a little bit straighter. Uh, I don't know. Um, so you can actually kind of get a little bit more power and a little better power out of the out of the KTM, I believe, when it comes down to just nuts and bolts. Yep. But uh, they're 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 both really good bikes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and, this, the, I was going to say, do, do you know this show is uh, sponsored by Yamaha? You should you should probably consider a WR four fifty. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yamaha is fantastic. The Tenere, the T seven hundred is a is a great bike from what Oh yeah, so, yeah. Now now we're now we're talking bikes. There, I've got that, I've got a Tenere. I spent a lot Jimmy, of time on you, a Tenere this you, weekend. Have you ridden with that uh, Yamaha rider? Is it Paul who rides a T seven hundred like it's an XR eighty and jumps it and. Well, his name's Paul. I think. Paul Torres. Yeah, no, Paul Torres. No, no, I have not. I've not ridden with with him. I've 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 seen him at trials events before, back when he was a professional trials rider. And yeah. I don't ride like that anymore. I I pretend <laughs> I do. I just pretend. Yeah. But I'm smarter than that because I'm not six foot nine, and I I can't bench press three hundred pounds. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of the comments there talked about the um, subframe on the Husky being plastic at breaks. Have you run into that? If, Have you had any durability issues with that subframe? I, I've seen guys break them, and yep. they're they're they they're usually hammering the bike. It takes a pretty good. I mean, and it's funny because guys go, "Well, I'm only a novice." It's like, yeah, but you hit every bump, and you you're sitting down when you hit the bump, and you drive all the weight into it, and you you have your saddlebags that are loaded. So 
you don't have to be a fast guy to hammer the bike. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen the the Husky subframes break, and and I've I've seen KTM ones break too. Not nearly as many, or not as easy. And it's very few in reality, but it's just like anything. Yes. It's just like every KTM TPI two-stroke. You know it seizes, right? The, mm-hmm. They literally, when you load them in your truck from the dealer, they seize on the way home Instantly. in the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know this. This is a secret. That's so, great. Thanks, anyhow, Jimmy. That's, that's, hey, that's I'm glad, glad you called in. Are you, are you, you really down in Australia? I yes, sure I am. It's daylight. Look outside. You can see the building. Yeah, it's daylight. It's uh, it's That's, we're in the future down here. It's uh, it's three days from 1 now. 1:38 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, that's good. Hey, glad we have an audience down there, and uh, look forward to. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ring us up. Uh, thank you very much for answering my question. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Go have fun. Bye. Okay, Matt. We yeah. have, do we have any print, printed questions? Yeah, so there's one from uh, Brenda, actually, our okay. winner of the $200. Speaking of having to be behind a trophy truck on a dirt bike, in 98, uh, so the 98, when you beat Ivan, did you ever have to ride behind him? Never saw the guy. Don't or, even know who he is. Yeah, are we able to see in front of him? <sighs> no. Okay. No, he was, he was um, we, we, we started, I think, four hours or something in front, five hours in front. I'm um, I don't know. They always, you know, it takes a long time to start the motorcycles and they do have a gap between the last motorcycle and the first car. But, you know, we were way faster and, mm-hmm. you know, we we were, we were drinking beers in the pool before he even finished. You know oh, what I mean? Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Asher saying, guess I'll have to finish this show on Spotify because my brother's engine just blew up. Why did he buy a new KTM and he put it in the back of the truck? <laughs> Wait. He took, hey, hey, maybe he kept the emissions in. Yeah. Hey Troy, thanks for reminding me Xtrig. That's that was a that was good. Xtrig. Bill and Hill says hi. Hey, I've got a qu- I had a question. I wanted to ask everybody in the chat. Um, remember, I said remind me to ask this question. I do not remember this. If and it's not in my planner and it's not in my notebook, I do not remember it. You mean your diary? It is my diary. Yeah. Matt left his diary on the hood of the truck the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George read it from cover to cover. George read it. Yeah. yeah. He was very concerned about my, uh, my night job. Matt sings karaoke around town. You know this? I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I sing all the Fall Boy songs at brothels. <laughs> He's the, He's not lying. He, everything he just said was completely 100% completely true. true. He's king of karaoke and Trump. Oh, uh, no, that's Erica. Uh, so queen of karaoke or is she transitioning? Not queen. Okay, good. Um, Did you go to her Friday night thing, by the way? Yeah, Erica sings the hits. Yeah, the over hits. at over at K Seven. Yeah. I drive by that sign every day. I come out here now, which has been <laughs> six days in a row now. So what okay. is um, what Let's Brian see. says? I worked on a lot of huskies with plastic subframes. Squids always own them. I never saw one break. So if you're a squid, you're not going to break a husky. Just just a, don't ink all over it. Just be a squid ink. <laughs> <laughs> or become calamari. Uh, Adam's got a question. Uh, let's see. Is there a significant difference between the early PDS shocks and the more recent ones for the recreational single track riding? Internally, there is a big difference. It went from a it, it went from a it. So the 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 older the older PDS shocks used to have a rod that went down into the piston. And that was kind of traditional PDS, like like Olin's used to call it a needle, and that's what its position PDS position P position damping system. It's basically position sen- sensitive damping, and so there's two pistons on the shock shaft 
unlike a normal piston, a normal shock that only has one. And at a point, there's some method that they shut off the second piston. And that point, it becomes super, the damping becomes much stiffer and they use a whole different damping stack to do it. So the old shocks used to use like a, like Olin's used a needle and WP used kind of a, a, a rod that was at the, don't get excited when I talk about this, Matt. Uh, no, I'm not there, excited. There was a rod. You lost my the, rod. The, the, you're was, the one who has the grinder. How's it doing? Got big numbers? Oh, huge well, numbers. Notifications are I, sorry. blown up. This, really should I save this talk for my OnlyFans account? Uh, the OnlyFans account? You know, we're still getting that so, hooked up. So By get, the way, we have a link tree now. Link tree? In the uh, Jimmy Lewis Ryan Jimmy Lewis Alvaro. Okay. Well, so, Grump, 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 so, the, so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a rod on the top of the PDS shock and the, 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 the shaft. I like, I like, I like shocks. The shaft goes up and closes off the rod and then, and then it forces the oil to go through this whole separate piston on the newer ones. It's a, it's a second piston that goes up into a cone, not really a cone, but another, another tube. So there's, there's like literally a second tube and, and this is where it kind of closes off and they use it like as a, as a, a bottoming device because at some point it completely seals off and it uses a hydraulic dampening as like a bump stop oh. is what we would call it. And then how is that different from the, the Husky shock? It has none of that inside there. The Husky shock is a conventional shock mm. and it's just relying on the linkage to ramp up the ratio okay. at the end of the stroke to, mm. to, um, you know, do, do, do reduce the bottoming. And there's always a hydraulic damping effect inside of there. That's, why you set certain things and, and trust me i'm no suspension expert i just know how it feels that's why i've said rod shaft um some other things <laughs> anyhow so yeah troy the wp I, I wouldn't call the wp one a needle it's more of a it's more of a shaft like the the, the olin's ones are actually like needles like they, they they tapered down and and pointed from from what i saw so so people have different opinions how the different ones work and my uh very strong opinion is that if your suspension tuner understands how to work with either system they can make it do pretty much anything that it's capable of doing and i don't know that one is more capable than the other because of just some there there's there's advantages and disadvantages to both and and i'm sure that they switched i'm almost positive that they switched from one to the other because it was lighter and once they started manufacturing the parts it became cheaper because they knew they're going to do a lot more mm. and the other ones were were uh, it was more parts instead of one casting or something so i i don't i mean yeah and and yeah, the WP tapers. It 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 does taper because of the way it 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 works. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really necessarily taper, but it's you know, like I said, Olin's use it is like it was it was a kind of a needle shape, or at least the ones that I saw, or you know, so so that oil would be able to kind of sneak by until it got shut off, and then and then the WP one, this rod goes in, and then it goes it travels through kind of a different. It, it goes in this thing. It travels through there and it slowly starts sealing stuff off. But it's a it's not a needle shape. They use they kind of they kind of did it backwards. Is what what they sort so of then did. is the suspension tuner guy just adjusting the height of that needle rod, or is he actually changing the shape, <clears throat> different shape to, to, to like the shape profile? The good 
well, if you were if you were getting factory level treatment, you oh, I would, do. You you would change. You you could and would change the height, and there was different needles and and different lengths of the rods that you could use. But most tuners just kind of adjust the valve stack so the way that it kind of responds. But you asked something early. You asked something uh, earlier about. I, I was going to answer it, but I got off on my tangent. The rod tangent? Rods, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd asked you just about the folks with a shock and a Husky versus okay. yeah, could, versus PDS. Another shock similar to a Husky. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, most, like, everybody but KDM with the PDS and, and a couple other, you know, small smaller brands that do stuff like this. And if you if you ever see, like, a, a linkageless shock without the PDS, you're in for a world of hurt, <laughs> you know. So when you see these cheap uh, knockoff stuff that have it, and they 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 just put a shock on a swing arm, uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. And I know this because I built an XR80 with this system, and I had a uh, Gil from Works Performance back in the day. He he told me where to position the shock and how to do it so the leverage ratio would kind of act this way, so it would actually speed up at the end of its, you know, when it started arcing in. Mm-hmm. We actually, I had it just mounted to the swing arm, and he told me to build this big tower, you know, to get this leverage ratio on it. And, and this is when I was a kid. I was 17, 18 years old, welding stuff up with rebar in my garage. But there's, it's crazy. And, and I've heard, I've heard from some people that know wait till the next generation of pds comes out and i have no idea what they've done to it and but i've heard it's good like so good that you might want it on a motocross track do you less, think if it's less that, parts would, less weight do uh, you think that might be good enough where they'd run that on the huskies as well or they just keep that linkage just as a, as a differentiator between the two bikes i think yes i think there's always going to be you know if you watch when like Dungey switched over to KTM's and all of a sudden they started doing well. And, and the thing that's when they, they went, they just said, screw PDS. We're going to linkage. Mm-hmm. And I think it was at the time, cause I don't think the KTM even linkage shocks were that much better than the PDS at the time. It still was a little bit, but we did it and it was more of a mental thing. And, and for what they were doing, yeah, it's, it's, it's more, it's a more known quantity when you know you're working with linkage everybody's working with linkage that's they know just they, a lot of collective knowledge on a that. lot of collective knowledge the pds is still a little bit out in left field just like air shocks air shocks i think they would run them if they could if they thought that was something they could bring to production but who knows so lots of uh i have a couple of questions on lots this. of go ahead desert adventures is asking switch to the bladder on pds um <sighs> It changes the way that it feels. I mean, going from a bladder to a piston inside the, the reservoir changes the way that the, the, the shock feels for um, people that can feel it. If you're looking for a, a, a easier system to, you know, maintain, yeah, the bladder with a Schrader valve at the bottom is fine, but you can put a Schrader valve on the bottom of your piston, your, your you know, uh, piston as well. But... The bladder feels, I would call it lazier. It's not as it's not as sharp. So if you want to plush your shock, mm-hmm. go to the bladder. If you're looking for like plushness, and and the the what we used to do back in the day was we would run a stiffer setting in the shock and put a bladder on it to kind of compensate for it. So huh. that, uh, but almost everybody, almost everybody runs bladders in their shocks. Got it. 
Okay, so Troy Hicks is asking, what about throwing the National Shock in there? Amazing hardware. I don't know what a National Shock is. Okay, hey, that's Javis then. Okay. So if I had the computer in front of me, I would Google search it. Uh, Brenda. Oh, wait, I do have a computer in front of me, but it's just here to hold stickers. Yeah. Uh, so Brenda's wasn't a question. It was more of a comment. Let's go Aaron Piazza. Not sure if this has been covered before, but what are your thoughts on adding a clutch weight? So, Aaron, I yeah, we talked about it in a couple shows, but there's no reason to kind of not bring it back up. So clutch weights are like flywheel weights, except they spin a lot slower. And there are some really simple ones that it's just like a diaphragm spring or, you know, it's a heavier it's a heavier plate they add on to this. Uh, I've been a fan of them. I've it's, they're not as um, they I don't want to say they help uh, with like stalling, but they seem to smooth out power and and, you know, give the bike. I, I think it just it just takes a takes a little bit of snap out of the out of the motor, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But we, we we have some tests on dirtbiketest.com. Uh, we did it on a husky, actually, of all things. So and they uh, and how, how much weight are you talking about putting on? How much weight is that to be noticeable? It's, it's some it's some ounces. I think they're like ten and twelve ounces. I think there's like different varieties of it. Okay, and uh, I've. I've ridden with them before and I, I kind of like it's, it's, it's like, I want to call it high level tuning, but it does, it does make a difference. Not it's like the the flywheel weights, you know, when you're talking about like one or two ounces, you can feel it. And this one, you can go like five, seven, 10 ounces and it's not a big difference, but it does tend to tend to make a little bit of a difference. Cause it is like, and it depends on how fast the motor is spinning the clutch. Like there's some bikes that kind of spin and I don't know which ones they are, off the top of my head, but they kind of spin their clutch slower. Just the primary ratio is a little bit slower oh, than, than a higher speed. Like I know the KTM two strokes tend, tend to respond well to clutch weights. If you wanted to get a little bit more, at least the older ones, I haven't done it on a newer, a, like a TPI bike, but I don't think they've changed, changed it. And that's Ooh. like kind of what the counterbalancer did. The counterbalancer sort of did the same thing in the KTM, but it was, you know, it added a little bit of rotational mass and just smoothed everything out a little bit. Hmm. Betas used to have those too as well. Okay. So, so speaking of weight actually affecting the engine, I'm going to skip ahead to some of the questions that were okay. submitted before uh, the show went live. So, uh, Kevin, oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Wevoda. Wevoda. Yeah. He's going to, he's asking, will flywheel weight on a 23 gas gas MC250 affect the counterbalanced engine if it's installed correctly? No, it it won't because a it's it's just adding weight in it's it's not like a like a counterbalanced weight is meant to it goes the counterbalancer spins opposite the direction of the piston. So when the piston's going up, the counterbalancer weight's going down mm-hmm. and vice versa. So it kind of takes the the vibration that that the piston throwing up and down would cause. So when you put a flywheel weight on, it's 360 degrees of weight. It's just adding weight in an equal you know, in an equal thing. So it's just, just constant rotational mass. Right. And so, no, it, it won't, it won't affect, it won't counteract or do anything different. It'll, it'll just kind of slow the, it kind of, when you, when you generally, what a flywheel weight does is it slows the acceleration and it gives it a little more roll off. You know, when you roll off, it kind of wants to keep, 
It doesn't. It doesn't just shut down. It's like, it's like, it's like turning your idle up just a little bit. Is the sensation when you turn the throttle off when you add a a, a, a clutch weight or I mean not a clutch weight. Well, okay, yeah, clutch weight and or it just weight. yeah, it just adds. You know, the flywheel just amplified by a little bit. But since the mass is distributed equally across the flywheel weight, it's not going to disrupt the. It's not going to disrupt essentially. It. And by the way, that gas gas is the best running of the KTM TPI bikes. Really? Yes. You know, that's supposed to be their, their quote unquote, like budget. One, I, I, budget when I one. wrote it, when I wrote it, I came back and I said, Hey, what'd you do this thing? And they said nothing. And then someone told me it had a different ramp on the flywheel. The flywheel was different or not the flywheel, um, uh, power valve power valve ramp was different or something was different. And then I even now have been told that, yeah, the ECU tuning was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I just remember that. I remember when I rode the the gas gas. It's like this is the best one. I, I was actually I, if it if it had PDS, I would buy one. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It, it, so it would replace your YZ125 as your like motocross bike then. No, no, uh, no. That was an EC gas gas. To, uh, no, he, he has to ride an MC. MC. Oh, yeah. Would it replace? Uh, no, 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 no. Never replaced 125. Got it. Not a Yamaha, even close. Mm-hmm. You know the show is brought to you by Yamaha? Yeah, yeah. Which, do we still have our 22? Yamahamotorsports.com. Uh, you can go there to uh, find out how to get yourself into the victory zone. And that's why I'm, I'm there on my two, 2005 YZ125 with a 2023 carburetor on it now. Oh. True. Yeah. The PowerJet carburetor? Yeah. I have the PowerJet carburetor on my YZ125. But there's no wires connected to the power jet. No throttle position sensor. No power jet wires connected to it. I just sh- I just brazed it shut, <laughs> <laughs> and I hold it wide open. Yeah, it works, it works well, it one way to ride a one twenty five. Well, I I wanted it. The, my Makuni carburetor had some race gas sitting in it for too long, and this is before I owned it. But it it, it it ate some stuff up, and the carburetor finally kind of gave in the ghost. It was always leaking and leaking out of the overflows, and I couldn't fix it. Had a hard time getting parts, and luckily I had a f- friend hook me up and got a, a nice key in. It's it's actually I don't even think I think it's a key in. It's a remanufactured key in because it's hard to get carburetors from key anymore. So I think Yamaha has managed to source them someplace else. That thing rips. Really? Yeah, it's good. I it, remember when we did that the back to back comparison between that and the twenty two. I remember I was with you and and kind of liking yours more. Because because of the power and that that yeah. has to do with my that has to do with you know I ported it yeah but but we, yeah. We, I think we got both the, agreed got that. the grinding tool out and <laughs> yeah because you always port it to make it better but I did a little bit of work um, mm-hmm. and it also has a different pipe and muffler but it it mine has and the carburetor was kind of playing to that a little bit because it it was it was so it wasn't jetted very good at the bottom but when it came on it made it feel more powerful yeah yeah so that it would hit a little bit harder it would it would essentially hit harder okay. Which uh, I hope we get another YZ125. So do I. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're going to get an, an X? A TTR oh. 230 first. Perfect. I want yeah. the TTR. Yeah. That's that's the one. I, I was asking for a TTR. Stepping stones, Matt. Yeah. yeah. You got, no, I they just drop one. off like 18 wheelers of big, big rigs full of motorcycles to you guys, right? Like whatever you want? Oh, yeah. Like God, twice a week sweet. usually. Oh, man. He's running to let out of <laughs> yeah. gas and leaving where they are. waiting, waiting, and waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Uh, if you want to read Jason Abbott's comment there. Let's or see. Or I can ask a question here. 
Jason Farway, he ended up purchasing a 23 KTM 300 XC instead of the XCW. Uh-oh. Oh, I want the everything Everything bike. bike. Very positive. Stay tuned. Yeah, I, I'm waiting I, to hear what Jason thought of that thing. So well, he, so the, so we, I told him for what he was wanting to do, that he would have no problems with the TPI bike, the older style bike, but he went with the XC, which is the TBI. And you're not going to go wrong there because the TPI, BI, the, 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 the throttle body injection will do everything the TPI can do and it'll do more. And mm-hmm. I don't think you can get a TPI, the, the older style, to, to rev and to have snap like the, the new one. So, uh, yeah, good on you. Um, Desert Fire Service is raised to 125, RM 125 in hair scrambles. He should uh, send that in for Rooster Endo once it's built up. He should. Right. Actually, yeah. all both those bikes need to be in, in uh, Restorando. Restorando. the RM and that did we Did we get another submission? We actually got two more. So, two more. Um, unfortunately, we, we only had room coin? for one. No, are we flipping no, a coin no, during the, the commercial break? So, uh, Andy, unfortunately, you will be in next week's. Hey, Restorando. Andy, the only, the only hope you have in this is that all of them this week suck and yep. we go double or nothing. <clears throat> if all of them suck, yeah, yeah. But yep. okay, otherwise, for, we're set. And time I think for it's a little for break. Commercial. Yep. So, we will see you guys in a few minutes. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. And we're back. We're back. I'm back. We're, we're back. We, we may have fixed some of our problems here. Well, we never lost our problems. Actually. They, they're, they're not hearing our problems, though. Well, it's my problem. Nobody yeah. wants to hear about our problems. <laughs> hey, this show is brought to you by all of our sponsors, and we have a segment every week that we call Product of the Week. Hmm. Yeah, so hmm. we talk about Product of the Week, and the reason I'm bringing in the Product of the Week is Matt took um, one of my bikes out. And I'm worried about him bending the radiators. And so oh. I got I got my hot little hands here. They make a thing for that. Bulletproof they make designs. a thing. Bulletproof Designs brings you to this segment. And today we're using the Bulletproof Designs billet radiator guards. So these, listen to that. Mm, Can you hear music, that? Music. Uh, Matt ran away because I see I started talking about work. Where does he go? Just disappears. Yeah, he bailed. Um, is there any downside to running a radiator like that? I mean, weight, but aside from that, so it's 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 definitely heavier than you can feel it. It's definitely a little bit heavier than a than a stock one. But when when your bike just goes, it just falls over and just kabam, and it hits like this. 
if you take your plastic louvers and I, and I kid you not on this is going to go on a KTM 350. The, the plastic louvers are pretty strong for plastic louvers. Mm-hmm. Like I was working on my uh, Husaberg 650. Oh, that thing's sweet. Oh, do, do, you should ride it. I mean, the power, it's incredible. Afraid, Hold on a second. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm going to tap on that thing. So they have these. It's it's actually pretty ingenious. They actually just like have these. It's a, They made one little piece and they slide onto it. They're just plastic little pieces. They slide on. And if you fall over on that thing. There's no integrity. There's no there's no squish there. And that's what radiators tend to do. This thing uh, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I mean, you could you could pretty much send it onto its side. So is there a disadvantage? So I don't I mean, if we're talking about weight and you're worried about this much weight, you could probably not eat a hamburger. The the other thing, and they they have you know, the way that they have these little things that protect some of the other places that are kind of prone to getting hit are pretty are pretty stout. But there, there, there is some some theories on this being just kind of an open grill, so air can pass through here versus disrupting the the flow yeah, the a little bit. Mm-hmm. At slower speeds, it's not an issue, but when you start going faster, some people say this actually lets the air go through too quick, and it doesn't actually you know create a vortex in there and cool the mm-hmm. radiators down. But when you start having that problem, let me know. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're going that fast, like, is there's enough cooling? Yeah, it's like gonna be like two degrees hotter in or, general. Or in in the old days, this could have been some kind of a problem. I think Matt just quit. He may have quit. Yeah, that's it. He got a better deal. That happens though around here. He's I've pod- had he, he wouldn't be the first one. He's podcasting across the street now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that happen? Oh yeah. Anyways, so Bulletproof Designs, uh, get yourself some of these billet radiator guards. They're pretty stout. I'm happy with them. I have them on a lot of my bikes. And now that Matt was riding that bike, I want to make sure that uh, it doesn't have bent radiators because radiators are expensive and you want to put them on before you crash the first time. That's, that is a problem. Yeah, the first time. The, the, sure. if, if you do the first one and then the radiator, this will never fit. Take it from someone that knows. Don't buy them after you smash the radiator, bend a little bit. Get it before you do, and then you'll never have to buy another radiator. Because if you bend it, you're going to have to buy another radiator, and then you're going to buy this too, yeah, so anyway. you don't get in the same problem. So thank you to Bulletproof Designs. I might upgrade. Made in the USA. Super awesome. Uh, good. So Matt had to go drop the kids in the pool. No, I think he has a dog. Is it? Is it? Are we having a dog issue? No, no, no. no. It was a new a food issue. A food issue. You were bonking. A little bit. A little bit. Matt, are you di- dieting so you can get in those skinny pants for the yeah for yeah, the well, for uh, the for the karaoke for the karaoke yeah. <laughs> but you know you know I sing a lot. I like I really like emo music, so I really have to make sure I look skinny enough to play the part. <laughs> oh boy, take a ton of drugs too. That'll help help thin you out like when we're emo. Uh, oh, and John Brown points out, and he's talking about when we were talking about the. Uh, the big change to the the reason that the big change the reason it has something to do with the fuel injection on the on the KTM XC versus uh, the the TBI versus TPI the electronic power valve um hmm. th- that's that's really the game changer on that motor i mean as much as the fuel injection has an effect on it it just allows it to to have more variables the for sure the uh electronic power valve is the the thing Sherco's have had those for a while and and you know Honda's had them a long time ago, but uh, now the way they control it, how quickly it moves, and 
it's pretty cool. So, okay. Do we have any other have any other questions in the chat? Where are we at with this? Nothing really in the chat. Not a lot of questions from these guys. Uh, we do have some comments on some uh, YouTube videos, though. Okay. So, uh, KLR650 review from LMS. Fine video. The Cowie Pig 650 will get the job done, but like you said, you, you just take it slow and just enjoy the journey. What is some of the talk about how the windscreen doesn't do a good job? Also, what's the talk about the doohickey, and does it apply to the new model? So, man, a doohickey was like, I, you know, I honestly don't specifically know because I rode a lot of miles on KLRs and I never had a doohickey problem. But I think it was something like a, it was like a counterbalancer or some it was some little thing inside the cases and it was a little thing that you changed and it. Okay. Yeah, I've it, never actually known what that it did. is. I've heard the term doohickey before. But. I, I researched it like 15 years ago when it was like becoming a thing and I knew what it was, but I've since erased that from my memory banks. I don't know if the new motor, because the new motor is kind of similar to the old motor. I don't know if it still has it, but trust me, with as many KLRs as there are on the road and as many millions of miles that are going on, the doohickey is a doohickey. You don't, don't, mess you with it. don't need to worry about it. And as far as the windscreen goes, I think the KLR has some pretty decent uh, windscreen protection as far as I'm concerned. I never, I mean, I see guys putting big giant windscreens on things just for whatever reason. They just feel like they need it. I, I tend to be, you know, at, at 510 on a good day. <laughs> and shrinking. <laughs> yeah, shrinking. <laughs> um, on at, you know, I fit behind most of the windscreens and, and even like in my Tenere, my T7, and by the way, this show is brought to you by Yamaha. Yamaha makes really awesome T7. Revs Shout your heart. Out. Yeah, revs your heart <clears throat> and it's Blue Crew. So on my Tenere, I put the C-Concepts comfort seat on it. Another sponsor of the show, C-Concepts, best seats out there. Mm-hmm. And it raises the seat. It's the rally seat. It's the higher, it's the taller one. And if I were on the stock seat, I'm sitting behind the windscreen, no problem at all. And that that extra inch and a half, whatever it does, it puts me up, puts me a little bit in the buffer zone mm-hmm. at, at 510. And I kind of wish I could raise the, the, the windscreen just that much. So they design these for a certain size person and, and certain speeds. And at, at slow speeds, my Tenere is fine. But once I start going 70, like 65, no problem. 70, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish I had a little bit taller windscreen. So that's kind of, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a customizable thing, but I think the KLR of, of a lot of bikes is really good. The KTM one, the KTM windscreens tend to be mediocre at best. They're more of a styling exercise than a effective windscreen thing where I think Kawasaki actually probably really wants it to block some wind. Okay. So Shane Moore, uh, Monrail on the chat. Honda 450RX or Yamaha 450FX for hare and hound type riding slash racing? Uh, hare and hound. Boy, that's a good that's a good question. Because having ridden both of them, uh, I think I mean it, it is it's it, they're so they're both they're both very capable. Yamaha has a better five-speed gearbox like their their ratios are actually are actually better and the fact that you can tune the yamaha with the power tuner you can make that into anything you want right and so just thinking of those two things 
that's why I would lean towards the Yamaha. Not to mention, say they sponsor the show. They're sponsor of the show. Oh, we love well, it. I raced the Yamaha 250FX, and I had no complaints the whole time. Actually, like mm-hmm. not just because we were sponsored, sponsored by the show. I, I actually really enjoyed the bike. Well, on the in the 250 class, it's kind of a no brainer because that motor just because of its configuration and stuff, it just makes a little bit more and better power than anything else in the class. In the 450 class, the Honda probably makes more power, but we start talking about rideability and drivability and all these things. If you have a problem with the Yamaha, you can get on your phone. I can take this phone. I can call it my power tuner app and go like that. And I can make it more aggressive or more mellow, pretty easy. And like I said, the gearbox is a big thing where the RX is kind of stuck with a kind of a more of a motocross gearbox. So a little bit taller first, and a little bit shorter fifth because it doesn't have six speed. You have to go to the X. You have to go to the RX to get the six speed. And that gives you the legs that you want. It's asking about the RX. Wait, no, RX. Just straight X. Just X. Okay, straight X. You have to go to the X, which is like the L. You have to go to the X or the L to get that six speed gearbox to get the kind of the same legs that that the Yamaha has. So, but on the, on the converse side of that, people do complain about how the Yamaha having gaps in the gearbox. So, you know, the, the RX that has no gaps in the gearbox, it's close, bang, bang, bang. You just don't have the overall range where the Yamaha has the overall range and you can, you get kind of six speed spread with a five speed gearbox and they do a really good job of not making it too much, but you still feel the gaps. And when you start coming down to this, the Yamaha is harder to find a bigger tank for or to get the kind of capacity you want if you want a much bigger tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be an uh, issue. Okay. But uh, do you see any, like, because I was just thinking about this when we were doing the, the navigation training yesterday. I was like, what? When you were going to run out of gas in your 250X trying to keep up with KTM 500s? Uh, no, I wasn't even close to running out of gas. But I, but that, that is my question, essentially. Do you see any many, like any aftermarket solutions coming out for an actual big tank? For the Yamaha models, they they have they have larger ones, not big ones. Yeah. They have ones that you know they 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 add an extra half a gallon and stuff. That that you know it it puts a dry break where the mm-hmm. where the the gas cap is and and I knew about those ones, but I mean like what if you want a, a four gallon tank have, for your Yamaha? Well, so up in the up in the shop right now, I think I have one for an older WR that actually incorporated radiator wings, mm-hmm. so it actually kind of went outside. But they they tend to get they they made it as narrow as they could around where it wraps around the frames, but it does get a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. And it, once I rode it for a little while, it didn't bother me anymore. And this is, you know, this is a couple of years back, but Yamaha changes their frame every three years. And so that's no longer a current item. And I don't know that they sold enough of those or I haven't really been paying attention to, 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 to see whether that would be a viable option, but that's, mm-hmm. that's another consideration, you know, um, you know, what, how, how much fuel range do you need and, and what are you trying to do with it? Right. Right. So that's uh, hopefully that answers your question. If, like I say, if you have these kind of questions, we can answer them and we try to try to help you out. So ask questions. If you're listening to this show, somehow you've you found it, like your Google machine pointed you here somehow, or maybe your buddy. Like if if your buddy told you to listen to the show, that's a good buddy, right, Mike? I would think so. Yeah, that's a pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Mm-hmm. Good. So come here for so. You can ask the questions in the chat. You can send us an email. You can just send it to Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. He um, 
we'll forward them on and put them on this list and we'll answer them at some show. And sometimes he even goes back allegedly and tells you, we are answering this on tech talk taco Tuesday, number 181 for this show. It'd be 181. If they, if they asked it tonight, yeah, yeah. we'll get it next week. Yeah. If I show up thinking about going, how's the skiing been? Good. Well, I can't even get there. Like every mountain pass is closed. I can't even go. So I so so you know what I did to to to, to stop that from bothering me? No, what'd you do? Bought two Husaberg six fifties. Cured. <laughs> Which I you turned over snow bikes. Yeah, how was it? Did you ride it? I rode it. Oh, and yeah. it was chattering so like it was chatter, chattering. I heard so much noise that was I, not good. You mean like it sounded like there was ball bearings floating around inside the motor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was chattering because every time the piston made a stroke, it tried to break the chain and shatter the whole that thing. too. Which I, I mean, I, which I twisted sound? that throttle and I literally I went, "Holy shit!" I said that in my helmet when I twisted that. It's throttle. a kid's show, Matt. But since we talked about rods and shafts yeah, and yeah. all that stuff, we'll we'll let but, you say, "Holy I, shit!" I, I need I need to tell the people my honest reaction was I screamed, "Holy shit!" under my helmet when I twisted that throttle. And then I could, I couldn't hear myself say it though because I was listening to the when, all the stuff going. When on. I when I went to buy these things, like one of them had to be pull started, like bump started, which was kind of sketchy. I had to watch the guy do it. They literally, he held onto the side of a truck bed rail and went down the street and did it that way. I'm like, well, that, that's got takes balls. Yeah. Uh, and and the other one was a little rough starting, but like. I, I I got on the one, you know, once it warmed up and I got on it, I went down the street and I rolled the throttle one time and I just knew $8,000 had just flown out of my, you said, holy out of my shit. wall. Yeah. I said, I, I didn't say, holy shit. I said, I remember this feeling. I need more of this. I need to take I these things. More. I need to take <clears throat> these things back to my little place in Pahrump mm-hmm. where I can just like cohabitate with them and, and, and teach them how to be you my, should have my a bikes. snow bike kit, one of those <clears throat> bikes. That'll probably be incredible. Actually, in if I know how much load a snow bike puts on a thing, they're they probably the only single cylinder motorcycle that I would feel comfortable putting on a snow bike without adding nitrous to it. <laughs> so <laughs> you can still add nitrous. What's the story with the one that's uh, no nitrous? Out? Nitrous would make the cylinder head end up a part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's the story with the one that got torn down? Are we doing a a little story on that one, or you just want? Well, to... if I was if I was into the doing doing it for the gram, mm-hmm. I would have Instagrammed every portion of my thing. I would say, "Hey, this is Jimmy. I'm taking the side panel off. Look at me." But yeah, you can't take the side panel off in that because the side panel and the rear fender are all one thing. It's it's one. Unlike the five seventy, the six fifty is actually a very easy bike to work on, and it it. So I, I basically I framed it. So the one that I'm going to keep, I actually. So this is all part of a deal. I I bought two of them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sell one to a friend. The crappy one. No, actually, he's getting the newer one, oh, which may you. may may or may not be the better one. These things are like ticking time bombs. But I'm, I'm selling it to him. But I'm the only one he could sell it back to. So we're we've got it. We got a like, kind of a prearranged deal. He's sort of renting it from me, but he's going to uh-huh. own it. In the process, because I know he'll take good care of it and he'll get it all fixed up just like I'm doing. So I decided I'm going to take the older one, the O2. I looked it over closely. I'm happy with where it's at, but it needed some. It needed like a, a chain buffer pad, and I wanted to grease everything. And I and I rode it, and I was just blown away by the suspension. How well the suspension worked! Like talk about a bike that feels like it has like 17 inches of rear wheel travel. That was it. So 
I said, I'm sending my suspension to George, George ESP. I mean, I know how to do the suspension. I can, I could service it, but I wanted somebody that really knows their stuff to go in there and just make sure everything's good because mm-hmm. he will. Um, he doesn't need a valve it or anything. It was, it was really good. So we, yeah. So I just suspension out. I said, I'm going to pull the motor out if I, cause I actually pulled parts off of the motor to check it. And I, I'm looking for a couple little parts. But if it's out, I'll change them. And if not, I'll put it back together and I'll change them when it's time. It's just a um, good purchase. I I don't know about that. That's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can always part out. And then, and then, so imagine this. So imagine you're Jimmy and you're just out riding around out in the desert on your Tenere 700. And you look over and you say, hey, there's a guy with a bike in the back of his truck <laughs> out in the desert. And so I was, I was Jimmy. I was riding around the Tenere and. And I and and I said that bike looks interesting, and so instead of just riding by, I rode over towards it. There was a guy with a Husaberg four fifty, I believe, in the back of his truck, and it just happens to be Dave Donnelly. He's a, he watches the show. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, a, he he acquires a lot of Husabergs actually. He bought your Husaberg, Husaberg yeah, three hundred. Well, he had a Husaberg four fifty that was in the back of his truck because he. Couldn't start it, so he pushed it to the top of a hill and tried to bump start it down the hill, and he couldn't start it. Mm-hmm. And it was in the back of his truck, so I went over and said, "Hey, oh, I, I recognize him. I'm like Dave, what's up?" And he's like, oh, "I got this Husaberg. Yeah, I can't start it." So I went in the back of his truck and I started it by kicking it because it's a left hand kick, and that's an acquired taste. Oh, okay. That's I don't have the muscle memory for so that. So I, I kicked <clears> it and I got it started. It took a couple of kicks, but I got it going because an, an inanimate object is never going to outthink me. And it it had all the it had compression, it had spark, it had fuel, so it's going to start. So I got it started, and he proceeded to offer to sell it to me. So I may or may not be becoming close to being in possession of a third vintage Husaberg. You do need more bikes. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> so I was in your garage we'll, earlier, we'll, and I don't think you need more bikes. I think you got it covered. Hey, we need more storage containers. Hey, speaking of yeah. uh, uh, Mike Shirley tonight, brought to you by Rally Navigator. Go to rallynavigator.com, the best rally. You like it when I say road book, not map book, right? You're the only person on the planet that, that says map book. Yeah, you invented it just to be different, to rub people <laughs> the wrong way. Okay, so I'm the convinced. best road book software known to man. Uh, Probably the only one, I think. So here's here's this, and I was I was trying to explain to somebody. We we're doing a little bit of rally training today. I had a guy here, and he was doing part of the you know it's an online course, but you're able to come here and do some training. And so he was doing training. It sort of was getting rained out to a certain extent. So we were doing some talking in the garage, and I was explaining to him like different types of notes, like how different map book makers make different notes. <laughs> And I said, imagine if you're in this garage and you had to draw a picture of the inside of this garage. You would put like some motorcycles in it, right? Imagine drawing the inside of my garage without putting mm-hmm. like, you know, a certain number of motorcycles. And he goes, uh-huh. And I go, because he showed me a map book that a guy had built for him. And I go, that guy draws this garage and there's no motorcycles in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, whether or not that, that that what he's telling you is the exact information, it might be the information, the only information you need. But you're walking into a garage that has a hundred motorcycles in it, and he's not going to draw a picture of at least one or like two or he five. He put Stella the cat. No, he didn't put anything. It was just he just like it just, he just left out a very important ingredient Maybe of that. It wasn't particular. done yet. Why are you judge so hard? 
Oh, <laughs> no, it was done. He's, um, he, he'd sent it to him. I looked at, I, I kind of scrolled up and I said, um, yeah, don't, don't train with this <laughs> because this is a whole different level of training uh, <laughs> you need to do. So, oh, ski biking has been amazing in Arizona, says Brenda. See, Brenda's Thank into you. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We paid her 200 bucks to say that. Yep. Allegedly. We, Actually, we, Taco, we buy our viewers. Taco Mike did. Yeah, we buy <laughs> viewers. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to buy viewers, if you want to uh, get bought off on this show, just go to dirtbiketest.com. And then search in the search box, um, how do I get bought off? And then click on one of our links, go to go to one of our pages, go to Amazon or go to Rocky Mountain MC, and you can bot off anything you want, and we'll be buying you off. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, do you use a GPS, Trail Tech, iPad, tablet, or something else while trail riding? I use the, the Jimmy <clears throat> positioning system. It's called JPS. It's, I, I need to... I need to figure out how to monetize it because everybody does this GPS thing. But in reality, no, I run a trail tech Voyager pro. You, we did this. We did, we were buddy tracking the whole time yeah. in Baja. How was it? That's, that's it was, really, actually a really cool feature. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time using those trail techs and it, it worked perfectly. And <clears throat> I know that new one, the screen's a lot nicer, but the buddy tracking. Here, let me really hand you cool. some money under the table. Yeah. And I know you can't put it in your pocket right now because you don't have any pants on, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so I use, I use a trail tech um, Voyager pro. It's funny because the guy I was training with today had a, had a trail tech old Voyager and I wanted to record his track log. So I'm like, just record it on this. This will be perfect because it's just so simple and easy to use. But uh, so I use an iPad tablet and I'm actually thinking of going to over to Android and trying that Terra Prada. Yeah, that's really cool. He he was having some issues with it. was using it. He was having some issues with it today. And I think like I'm sure, pretty sure like anything that's brand new, they'll work some bugs out and it'll get really good. But uh, so when I actually when I explore Adam, um, I'm kind of like an alien. I can look at a map and I can memorize it and I don't need to have like a GPS track log or something. And kind of what I find fun about exploring, if I start getting like, I don't know exactly where it is, I'll just go explore it. And I'll have like a Voyager on there and it'll have my track log. And if I really want to go back and analyze it more in depth, I can take that track log out and I can lay it on some um, software that'll show me where I went and, you know, how to connect it. And I can use, you know, whether it's um, forest service, you know, motor vehicle use maps or, you know, uh, different kinds of uh, things, you know, everybody kind of has, there's so much different, so many different options available for doing this stuff. And Mike probably knows as well, because, you know, you deal with this on Rally Navigator all the time, the different base maps and things people can use. Um, yeah, we ran uh, the, the first Rally Navigator. We were using uh, Google Maps and we switched to Mapbox, uh, which gives us some uh, 3D uh, which is actually really cool for rallying. Right. All of a sudden, you kind of you tilt the perspective and realize, like, oh, that's a huge hill, not just driving across a field. Um, but we're actually trying to get where, where we can a user can switch back and forth between Google Maps and Mapbox because uh, they sort of like uh, update their imagery along the way. And so you'll find that some places you're like, oh, the Google imagery is better here, but Mapbox is better there. Right. So we're we're looking to where we can actually switch back and forth, which will be a nice uh, nice upgrade. Yeah. Got a question there, Matt? Yeah, so John Brown. Uh, John so Brown. Had the same problem my 790, bought a wing that attaches to the top of the stock windshield. 
like 35 bucks on Amazon. I hope you click through our link, man, because we can use that 35 yeah, bucks, that little, little, little nugget. Works uh, great. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen those before. You know, those little, like I said, and it's so funny that there's certain things that you can get very inexpensively that make a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other stuff you're going to have to spend. You're going to have to spend the money to, right. to do it, to do it right. And I think a lot of times, you know, like I've been buying stuff on Amazon, you know, like CRF 230 pipes and different things to find out how junky they are as compared to the, the regular stuff. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, some of that stuff is actually okay. And some of it, and, and I know this when I'm buying it, I'm flushing my money down the toilet. I'm just flushing it to to China. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Big Ring Bill, what are some enduro training tips to get you ready for your first hard enduro? Uh, Riding school. Well, that's not a, you know, yeah, it is a training tip. I have a school, jimmylewisoffroad.com. Uh, and believe it or not, I'm going to teach you the same thing that I would teach anybody in this room or anybody that ever came to me. And you're going to think that it's not that important, but it's the root cause of every single problem that you are experiencing in your heart intro, which means you're out of balance and you're not respecting the traction. How do I know? Because uh, that's what you do for a living. That's what I do for a living. Yeah. And I don't know any other, uh, I don't know any other riding coaches that have I'm um, really should I do this okay your show <laughs> stood on the stood, stood, stood <laughs> on the podium of Dakar won the Baja 1000 finished Erzberg twice um won backyard world supercross championships qualifier qualified for AMA, AMA motocross national I don't I don't know what I know but I've done a lot and I know how I did it even though when I did it I didn't know how to teach it. Now I know how to teach it. And it's so simple that I can teach it to anybody. Actually, this is a good time to give give a plug for my school. Mm-hmm. If you want to come and take our April 1st and 2nd class, if you take this class, I'm going to give you a 100% money back guarantee. It costs a thousand bucks. It's not cheap, but eh, you can get an exhaust system and maybe what set of grips. I like to compare it to how expensive our hospital bills Oh yeah, a cast is like a lot more than a thousand bucks, and you'll get less casts by coming to my thing. Plus, you'll be a better rider, and this is the whole thing. So, you come and take this class. If in six months you don't feel that what we taught you made you a better rider, all you have to do is send me an email and detail exactly why it didn't work for you. Why? And why I'll, you suck? Why you still suck? Yeah. Um, you just do that, and if if it makes any sense at all. I will send you your money back. So you're going to get a free riding class if it doesn't make you a better rider. And I don't know what part you could buy for your motorcycle. Aside from, aside from if your tires are super worn out and you bought a new set of tires that cost you 600 bucks or something. Actually, you can probably get tires for 400 now, mounted and installed and all that stuff. So the only thing you could go from really worn out tires to new tires, and that would be a less expensive thing than this class. So I dare you. To, to sign up for my uh, April 1st and 2nd class. It's probably the last one we're going to do this summer because it is the season because I say summer as we're wearing jackets. <laughs> but rain. like it's going to get hot really quick out here and we can't teach you when it's 90 degrees. You'll you'll incinerate. Learning stops at 90 degrees. So yeah, come on out, Bill. 
Um, that's what we can do. But other than that, you should just find a sand hill and start running up and down it like wind sprints, repeat intervals, get your heart rate up to a million and then figure out how to make it go down to back to normal. And that's what you're going to be doing all the time. Unless you come and take my class. Sold, right? Perfect. Oh, yeah. The class was solid. I, I, I rode for 12 years before I took your class and I learned a lot. Because I never, I mean, I, I, no one taught me anything. I just bought a bike and went and crashed out in the desert by myself. So. Right. Uh, but actually run through the drills, uh, it, it was really nice to actually have training. I mean, I, I, um, and I still think about, when we were on our Mexico trip, I was still thinking about some of the drills you taught me. Yeah, you asked a couple even, really good questions even, this time. You were asking, like, why Why would you do this? And it was, it was stuff that there was no way you would have asked that question had you not taken the class. Oh, you, no, you, it, it never... It it didn't it didn't make sense, but we had a really good. Um, I mean, do you do you tip over or crash at all the whole time we went down I had there? One flop over. Oh really? Yep. When was that? Uh, leaving San Felipe, there was about a five foot just rocky berm, and I tried to ride up at like half a mile an hour and blop. Oh, was that when I was off like, going on my own road book and you were on the regular road book? Uh, no. Oh, it was it was after we got on that Portacitas road, like when we were kind of in that sand where the stuff we're taking out of our course. Yeah. It was the stuff we're taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know know where you're talking about. That's uh, that was the only flop over I had the whole peninsula. Yeah, I I that was I mean, as far as that was a lot of work. I mean that whole that whole trip was a lot of work. But like you think about two guys, we're gonna ride from Ensenada to Cabo San Lucas. Like the only bad thing I had happen to me on that entire trip, other than you know, someone giving me a cold and uh sorry. (laughs) Um it wasn't because we were kissing. Like we didn't even get that. We didn't even get that close. <laughs> oh, you sure you weren't spooning? Yeah, we spent a lot of time in a truck together was on our, the way down. It was there. our third date. You know yeah. what happened then? Yeah, third date. Yeah. Uh, so Matt knows. Third date. Rods and chess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a kid's show anymore. <laughs> so yeah. the, Hope those rods and shafts are so. So the yeah. only thing I did was I left my GP. I left my Voyager Pro GPS on overnight. I didn't. I didn't shut it off. Mm-hmm. And or actually, yeah, I didn't shut it off, and it drained my battery dead. And that's the one thing about a Voyager. It it uses some energy. You got to. It it does use some energy. It drained my battery on the bike, and I had to I had a jump started the next day. And then, and then the Voyager had a hard time charging up because it was just mm-hmm. sucking so much juice. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't touch wrench to bike once. Yeah, I didn't. Nothing, yeah, nothing. yeah. Nothing. all all good times. Better than the year before when we had to dismantle a bunch of wheels. Oh man, that was yeah. Because <laughs> what, what one of us had a bad moose. Me, I was testing something. And and one of us had wheel bearings that went bad, yep. and so we were pulling wheel bearings and, out yeah, of one and spokes. loose broke oh broken yeah broken spokes and all that stuff. So yeah, not a bad little not a bad little run. It was solid quality fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bill Big Ring Bill. So Big Ring, he's he's probably talking about mountain bikes, right? He runs on the Big Ring, Big Chain Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what his that's what his handle is there for. So, do we have any other questions on the thing there? Well, it's time for Rooster End. I'd say let's go on to Rooster End. Everybody's favorite segment. Mike's been waiting for hours to do this. The only reason he came here is to do Rooster Endo. We have a full docket of Rooster Endo here for you, Mike. I drove seven hours to give all roosts. Oh, sounds good. 
All right. Well, let's get right into it. Brought to you by Takamoto. First up is going to be Jason. Hey, Snowy. Uh, Moreo. Uh, 31-year-old uh, from uh, Avelina, Saskatchewan. Okay, so he gave us his specs. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just tell you straight up. I can look at that picture, and that bike does not have enough power for a snow track. But, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, I was, I was saying the same thing. Uh, let's see. It's in the winter. He he said even oh, in the winter, they like to come from underground to ride in the snow. He rides a 2022 Gauss Gas <laughs> EX300. I like this guy already. Yep. With a 2019 Camso DTS 129 snow bike kick. The bike otherwise is fairly stock. Procan... Procacken, uh, engine guards, ni- uh, CNC shorty levers, c- nice CNC throttle. Can you say this in a Canadian accent just to make me oh, feel yeah, more eh? comfortable? Oh, yeah. Pro Benz, a four guards, <laughs> a China lead bar wired to a switch, <laughs> front fender bag, oh, and homemade tugger straps. Matt's from Alaska, so he can do this. You, if you think I, if you have things, if you think I say things about Canadians, Wait till I get on my Alaskan kick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear Alaskans are great at bike maintenance. So, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he rides this to go meet up with his, mo- with, uh, with his moose wife so they can get the maple syrup <laughs> harvest. <laughs> Have you ridden a snow bike? Yes. I have not. It looked oh, like a, it looked dude, like a so much. Actually, you should have bought one three or four months ago for yeah. where you live because you could ride out of your house and just go up. You could... R- the amazing thing about snow bikes is you can ride them almost anywhere and you, you, you become like, it doesn't take much to become an expert on them. There's just something about, you can do stuff you would never even fathom on a regular dirt bike mm-hmm. on the snow bike. And, and you just go anywhere and providing you it's powder. Yeah. It will get it condition dependent. That's the one thing about snow bikes, but if you're in powder and this looks like powder, I would love to ride that bike right now. Anywhere. What blew me? Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say what blew me away when when I rode snow bikes, which I have one day experience on them, uh, was how different you have to ride them. Yeah, it will. They're tall. They're tall, they're and, tall. And, and and the wide track. You have to do a lot more leaning. Like I was leaning like a almost like a MotoGP guy versus you know initiated turn controlled on the outside. And no, it's, I had to really it's, lean. It's with really it. long and really heavy, so it's yeah. kind of. Everything slows down. I think that's what makes it so easy for, um, you know, a non-advanced guy to be able to ride it. And then Mm -hmm. when you start using the advanced techniques, you know, getting that, getting it up on the track and being able to pivot it and all this stuff. But uh, no, they're, they, they are fun and amazing and, and very, like I said, very condition dependent, but yeah, good, good times. Are you going to throw out a roost then? Dude, there's no question on this. Think this thing told the, the guy's the got fact, a good sense of humor. The fact that he made fun of himself, number one, is big. Uh, the, the, that roosting on on snow, like he, the picture looked like it made me want. I, when I saw that, I'm like, it doesn't have enough power, but I can go out and roost that thing. Yeah, no go, problem. Yeah, I want to go ride that. That's nice. Yes, for sure. Okay, roost. Good job, roost buddy. For me too. Congratulations. Triple roost. See, the bike is perfect to do your Alaska fire dragon with your girlfriend. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Alaskan fire dragon? Is that a good position? <laughs> well, I'm not going on Urban Urban Dictionary to find that one. Hold out on. Right I'll now. do it right now. You can lay, All right. Lay out so this is Emmett Von Flew. <laughs> hey, remember when we said this wasn't a kid's show? 
2019 Yamaha YZ125. It's mostly stock except for Cherubis handguards, Pro Taper fat bars, Pro Taper easy adjust clutch perch, FMF shorty silencer, jetted, a Cherubis frame garb, a Cherubis full 21 style plastics kit, primary drive O-ring chain with V-Force 3 reeds, airtime foot pegs, and a 2015 front fork springs and rear shock springs set up by me. I'm 15 years old and self-taught. It's not mostly stock. You've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say that wasn't mostly stock. Yeah. But you know what I really like about this bike? It's a 2019, and look at how worn that uh, that clutch cover is. That You can do that in one day in the certain dirt conditions. Well, like the, the, He doesn't live in Pahrump where, where, our, where our non-abrasive silt and dust mm. just plugs your air filter. It yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't scratch the, you know, if he's, if he's riding in good loam and stuff like that. That's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty sweet looking bike. I, I know how good that bike is. The new one's even better, but yeah, uh, that's a good bike. He's got a lot of mountain bikes in the background there. A lot of them, yeah. Is that big chain ring? Big chain ring? It could be. Is you never big, know. Big, is that big, oh, no, this, is big, that big ring bill? Well, Emmett here is uh fifteen. So. Emmett's fifteen. Yeah. Like the enthusiasm. You think his dad made him write the uh thing? Maybe, maybe. Because when we get when we get like under twenty, like it's like dad is raining down and saying you need to get a hundred bucks so you can so, so I can so I can get yeah. a new ECU for my KTM. You know what I like about <laughs> here is it's KYB shock stickers, right? And definitely not the, uh, sorry fork stickers, and definitely not for the shock. Well, well, wait a minute. Look at the frame. The frame is actually painted. Is that a is that a, a Cherby? Yeah, it's, it's no, protector. It's oh, it's a protector. Yeah, you protector oh. with the with the okay. Well, no, it, this right here, that's not the protector. That's the frame. But this I, is the protector. No, I think the protector goes all the way up. I oh. haven't seen one of those things in person, but uh looks looks pretty good. Yeah. No, this is this is rich for me. I like, I like the YZ125 a lot. Uh, and Blue wheels do it for me. Blue wheels are pretty good. With the good. white stripe on the back. Or yeah. is that is that a worn? Is that, I think that's worn. Do you ride it on a flat? He roosted too hard. He <laughs> roosted too hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go with roost. I'm going to give him a roost. Yeah. yeah. Good bike. So an Alaska, Alaskan fire dragon is a certain type of fire breathing dragon native to Alaska. Much like the Sasquatcher Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster and others, the dragon is claimed to exist by some while others are skeptical. So... That's and, not as weird as I thought it was going to be. I know. Uh, well, uh, I, well, the fact that Victor brought it up, I'm sure there's a second definition I'm missing, <laughs> but I just like to. So, so Mike, yo, man, I saw an Alaska fly, Alaskan fire dragon flying over Cook's Inlet, and then you're supposed to say, Jimmy, you sure you didn't smoke too much dope? What are you talking about right now? No, um, there's a lot of drug use in Alaska, so <clears throat> I, I I can Im- oh. imagine people would think they saw a fire dragon. Okay, I might go check that out. Okay, so next up is Dean Kemp, and this is a 2021 Yamaha T7. Mm-hmm. Flex bars, Syker handguards, Coyote bags, Camel 1.3 gallon tank, Camel skid plate, came high exhaust. I'm going to assume that's supposed to be Camel high exhaust. Yep. Camel rear brake lever, Yamaha chain guide, Kenda big block on the rear, Pirelli rally in the front, Lucky Spur saloon hat, and a homemade tail titty. Tell did he, did titty. Spelled he, he properly? spelled it titty. Yeah, he good. spelled it titty. I, I'm glad it's, this is it, one of the jokes that has stuck it, around. It's just like beady eyes from the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, that thing, like I'm sitting there going, I feel like I've ridden there before. 
It looks so Nevada BDR-ish. Well, he is from King- Kingston. Oh, wait, what's his name? Oh. This is Dean Kemp. Oh, Dean Kemp. Oh, yeah, this, Kingston. This, it's so funny. I look at the picture and I go, yeah. that looks so Nevada I like, BDR. I was like, no, you, I, I'm pretty sure you've written here before. Yeah. That's a... That, that, he, oh, he wishes he had the wheels I just got. I just got some W wheels. Those things oh, are yeah. Sweet. Oh, I you saw see, those. You see those yeah, things? Like I can't wait yeah. to see those in the they're, board. They're Han, they have Han hubs and XL rims, and they're they're black and gold. So black and okay. kind of gold or like that. The same color as the fork is what the hubs are. Mm-hmm. They look super sweet. And my rim, my rear rim's a little narrow, which I wanted, a little more narrow, front standard size. Mm-hmm. So... He's got the right tires on there. He, the, he just needs to throw the Kenda big block on the front, but uh, not a bad, not a bad setup. He's got the extra fuel capacity. Probably needs to go to the Acherby's tank pretty soon. Is that a stock like windscreen, like nav tower setup? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They, they come okay. with they come with this little thing that could be much better, but it's just a little tiny digital dash that just mm-hmm. it's nice. It does what you need. Uh, but you know, for for the bike at that price, it's pretty amazing. You're getting a thing. I wish there was a way you could just like unplug it and plug something better in um, you know you could probably just do a kendall norman which is cut out a um cut a piece of uh like cutting board like mm-hmm. not wood ones but like the composite oh, yeah, cutting board and just lay it right on top you could probably just use a couple strips of tape set it on top and then you know mount your ipad to it and then you can have whatever you wanted on it but that's a roost it's a solid roost yeah, I'm with you. I like it. I haven't ridden one of those bikes yet. I want to check but them there, out. There hasn't been a single endo yet. This is also a roost. You know why? Because I'm full of positivity. Oh, Not yeah. like old uncle. <laughs> Bring in the good vibes. Uncle good endo vibe. next to me. Yeah. Uncle endo. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. And he's been in the chat. He's been very excited about this because this was a submission that got buried. So I do oh, apologize boy. to Asher. Asher, uh, I can't pronounce your last name. I do apologize. Uh, this is a 2005 Suzuki DRZ 400S. It's Mod- Blue Crew. Blue Crew to me. It looks blue to me. Uh, mods are Flatland Racing Skid Plate, Flatland Racing Radiator Guards, Clark 3.9 Gallon Tank, Tusk Full Wrap Hand Guards, Zeta Triple Clamp Hand Guard Mounts, Chinese IMS Clone Foot Pegs, Tidy Tail, rear- Tusk Rear Blinker Kit, 3x3 Airbox Mod, and Rear Jet... And rejetted. Uh Renthal handlebars, uh tachometer, upgraded petcock, seat sag, Corbin seat, brought cheap from a guy who likes seat concepts more. Uh front fork grab rope, custom pl- uh plate ba- bracket to hold together, snapped plate. Uh I apologize. So Asher, there's there's a Do we have an um counter here. for you? Can you there, get there, there, there's a lot of typos? Um counters on this? My um counter is three right. right now. Uh, trail saw mount made out of reusable zip ties. At least ties, our earphones aren't on clipping handlebar. right now. We're not going. We fixed that. So that if that is, if that bothered you, that's what the whole first half of this show sounded like. Thanks to our uh, producer. I didn't do a single thing any different. I adjusted the board during the break, and that's why I really, really have to take a pee right now. Yeah, yeah. We might have to take a second commercial break in a second, but well, you got gonna, you got fourteen minutes left. Of Asher, show. I don't know. I like. Mike like, and I can take over. So there, there was there was a time when I was racing rally. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Campbell. You, know, you ever heard of this guy? Uh, Johnny Campbell could pee himself while he was racing, and he used to be very proud of this, and he could talk about it. But his wife Faye was a saint for having to clean his pants and his boots when we were on like Nevada rally. 
And one day I had, I just overhydrated, right? And I had to, I had to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I lost more time trying to slow down and, to, to and, pee. and pee because it has been a discussion that people have had before. I lost more time trying to slow down and pee that, than I did if I would have just pulled over and did what I usually do, which is I can, I can literally let go of the handlebars and unclip and unzip and then, you know, get everything ready to go mm-hmm. and like grab the handlebars and go and then slow it and skid, come to a stop and just, stand next to the bike, lean the bike against me and pee it out and hop on the bike and go like I, fast peer. I, I, it, it's ready to go. I, do you want to tell the number two stories from Africa? That's a whole different story. But <laughs> the, the, the level I'm at right now, I'm contemplating just letting it go. Well, why don't you just go? And I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, we're not wearing pants or anything here on the show, so it's right, easy well, to do. Well, we got a lot of electrical equipment here, you know, so I don't want to. Uh, right. I don't want you to become a little fountain boy. And I know your, I know your dog was down there, so it probably already peed. So I'm like, kind of mm-hmm. going, if your dog was in here, it probably mm-hmm. peed. I can pee. It's all the same. Yeah. But back to I, Asher's getting antsy. He said, "How many bikes have been shown yet?" Yeah, yeah. Well, he, oh, he, yeah. Asher was the one who said his brother's <clears throat> engine blew up, so. Oh, okay. Was so I don't it, know how lo- closely he's been paying attention to the show. So and I do. Let's see, Asher Pet Petkovich. So I do apologize. Petkovich. Yeah. yeah apologize so how long? How long has he been waiting to get his bike on this show? Uh, about March first. March first. Yeah. So it happened of last year. No, 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 no. This year. This year. Okay. Because what what he did was he had submitted it through our messenger DMs. But for some reason, we have this bot that just automatically replies. Thanks for contacting us. We'll get back to you soon. And then it gets rid of the notification that the message was sent to us when it does that. Good. I'm glad that we just realized who was responsible for all the problems we've been having with our Yeah. So so stuff. If, if we don't get back to your DMs, <laughs> if you get a, a the message The best saying, thing about this show us, is that we get to have discussions here that we would not ever have in normal real life. We we can talk it out and get things sorted out. And so that's 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 good. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I learned about this. As I'm I'm the you know how Mickey Mouse is to Disneyland? I do, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Mickey Mouse cleans the trash cans? No. No, I do. So I can't really claim Mickey Mouse here. Uh, I also have to sign the checks. Do you think Mickey Mouse signs the checks? No, Walt Disney signs the checks. Really? I can write my own checks then? I want to be, be Mickey Mouse. I really... I know this is Mickey Mouse this whole show. <laughs> And, yeah, Asher, and Asher is going, come on, talk about my bike. Uh-huh. Get back to me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> sorry, Asher. I, I, we're, we're, we're doing our best. But you want, you want to know what an Alaska fire dragon is? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Asher. <laughs> <laughs> He's just dying on anticipation so right now. For his bike. <laughs> an Alaskan fire dragon is not a sexual act. <laughs> the sexual act. The other Alaskan fire dragon definitions are referring to is an Alabama fire dragon. So take that, you Mexican. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, it's, you know who brought this up, right? Victor. Is Victor. Victor's my Mexican buddy. Oh, yeah. We all like to have one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I, I, I kid you not, I'm liking his bike. His bike is a full sign of, and are those duct tape number duct duct tape numbers? Oh, it, might be oh, it looks tape. like it, or mm. or is it just holding this electric together? Because I'm not seeing anything. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. It looks like it says Seven Eleven. Yeah, 
Which is where it's where he buys his hydration equipment. He's riding down in District 38. This is what I'm seeing right now. He's deep in the desert in District 38. It's sandy. He's having a really good ride down there on a on a very inexpensive bike that all of the parts on it are purposeful and inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's on a stepping stone to a path of. Spending all of his disposable income on <laughs> dirt bikes in the future, and I and I like it. I I I'm that's a full on roost. The it, fact that yeah. he that he submitted a blue Suzuki means he's looking for a Yamaha. Um, uh, I dig it. Looks like it. He rides the bike, use it. It's built, so I think we have to roost it. Roost it. Yep. Roost. Roost. Are we on a solid can roost get, tonight? Solid get, roost so far. Have there ever been all roosts? Yeah. Wow. Oh, we've had it before. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's not that rare. So this last one is the last submission we got before the show, or during the show, actually. Oh, good grief. So this is from Pat I, Keller. You know what? Over the first thing I saw on that is I saw the white thing behind. I thought somebody used some morphing software to get rid of the picture mm-hmm. of them in the background, <laughs> but it's actually a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, some top and, and, this photo. And, and speaking of waterfalls, you guys carry the show because I'm going to go have one. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a long mods list, so take your time. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this well, is from- prostate. There's no rushing it. So yeah, yeah. He's got that. Well, just don't give him any exams for that. <laughs> so Pat Keller, 2018 Honda CRF250L Rally. Olin's shock with remote reservoir. Race Tech spring kit in the forks. EJK controller. Full Yoshimura exhaust. A TomTom Rider 500 GPS. Pro Taper CR high bend bars, Barkbusters hand guards, Moscow Moto Pico tank bag, Ooh. Denali auxiliary lights, double take mirrors, seat concepts comfort seat, Tour Tech spare gas container modified to fit the toolbox spot, Wolfman E base with three large Rolly bags, Titty Tail, spelled out titty. Did you ever know the, the inside joke? No, that, I didn't brother? miss that. So we had a kid in here. Uh, his name's Cooper. Mm-hmm. Well, actually. Yeah, I think his name's Cooper. It's been a while. So mm-hmm. he uh, read someone had a tidy tail and he read it as titty tail. Mm-hmm. So ever and since then, it's, we've, been, it's always been titty tail. Been titty tail. Okay, well, I'm, I'm in on the joke now. We don't I'll keep, keep thing, it rolling. We don't keep things tidy. We <clears throat> keep them titty. Mm-hmm. CRF's only rear rack skid plate, upgraded rear blinkers. He broke both of them. <laughs> 1340 gearing, one tooth smaller up front. DID O ring chain. Zeta heel guard, MT21 D606 combo with ultra heavy duty tubes, retired pro kayaker with a noon bone to chew, upcoming TAT trip bike. Thanks, guys. Oh, cool. Keller. Trans America Trail. Trans America Trail. Uh, Freshly uh, emptied bladder Jimmy Lewis has just re entered the studio. Mm And uh, yeah, so did you hear that whole list, or do I? Need I to actually down? heard it. I was I was just right out the side of the door. Yep. Um, was, uh, you know, trying to keep the dust down around here. Dude, if he's getting ready, and to do Brenda the, wants the to know tap. why we don't wear external catheter kits. Because uh, the 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 peeing really isn't that much of an issue. I mean, it's not like car drivers or something for some reason. Catheters are painful. Well, no, the, Those have you ever done an external one? Oh, external con- one. Con- oh, condom, right. condom catheter. Got it. Yeah. So it's like it's like a condom that has a hole at the end with a tube right, going right. down it. Don't and mix so- them up for a regular condom, though, because there's a hole. They don't stop babies. 
Oh, <laughs> I haven't really. They're, they're, they're meant for fluids to pass through, not block. <laughs> yeah, no, right, um, dude. If that guy's gonna ride the Transamerica Trail, I full roost. That was I, I did that in 2010 or 12, and it was fun as hell. I like yeah. the gray and white. The bike looks sweet. I mean, yeah. I listened listened to his list of stuff, and he's got all the he's got all the stuff on it. He's thought about it and put some put some things on it. Looks looks pretty stout. It's a good bike for someone. Who's thanks for the thanks too. for the the, the subliminal uh, waterfall message in the background. Mm, put you over the edge. You know what's funny when <laughs> when I when I looked at it because this is the shape. It almost kind of looks like a little bit of a human. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that it's that kind of shape and the, the the way the water's spreading out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he he, you know how we we we're we had people put their girlfriends or their wives in the pictures and things. Yeah, yeah. Or Photoshop somebody. And I thought somebody was unphotoshopping somebody out <laughs> right, right. of this. Maybe, maybe, yeah. If it was someone sitting on a kickstand, I understand why you want to Photoshop it out. But <laughs> yeah, somebody sitting like KTM. Um, yeah, KTM. You know what I spend a good portion of my day doing, Matt? Yeah, the KTM kickstand. I actually shot photos of it because mm-hmm. I found a go around if that, if that happens. Cause so that kickstand actually someone snapped it off mm-hmm. originally and it snapped off the bolt in the frame. This, this is like, this is tech talk and you know, what's, what's our person's name? JB black. No, not JB black. Mark Daniels. No. The who, whose bike are we talking about? Oh, Pat Keller. Pat, so Pat's just waiting again mm-hmm. on on the edge of his seat, and here's Jimmy going to talk about himself and tell another freaking story. <laughs> this one time, this one time, there I was, <laughs> balls on fire, <laughs> hair flinging the wind. Um, <laughs> now I forgot what story. So we're going to get back to this. Uh, KTM three fifty. Yeah. So 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 I was drilling out the uh, so so originally it had the stock kickstand and it snapped the bolt off. And so I managed to extract that one out. Um, so drill a hole in it, put a screw extractor, get that bolt out. And then I mounted a trail tech kickstand on it, which is a upgrade, a little bit stronger kickstand on it. And I don't know exactly what happened to that one because this bike gets rented out. It gets used by my instructors, Matt, uh, different people. Mm-hmm. And somehow that bolt got over torqued and then it snapped off and that bolt did not come out. And when I was, you know, trying to drill it and stuff, I could never get the, I couldn't extract that bolt out of it. It was like literally locked in there. Cause I probably Loctited the bolt. So it, when we ended up extracting it, the hole was ruined. And this is a, this is a part of the frame you're drilling in. Mm-hmm. And so so in extracting it, I just had to drill bigger and bigger and I could never get it out. And so finally I had to send a drill butt all the way in and it wasn't the perfect angle or whatever, but it was enough to where I could put a helicoil or a thread cert in. I, I don't know which one I used, a thread cert or a time it, cert. Or, it looked like a helicoil like kind of on the bolt though. Helicoil. So I was able to go in there and put a helicoil in and put it in there. And so the first time I put the helicoil in there and the helicoil, like the bolt because the way the way the trail tech stand works is the is the the shoulder it has a very shouldered bolt and that bolt like with the weight on it and stuff can kind of grab the kickstand and so it slowly unscrewed it and it didn't unscrew the bolt it unscrewed the helicoil so i'm like okay i'm gonna just put another one in there so i put another one in there and 
I loctited it, figuring, okay, it would hold together. And so it did, except somehow it was, it unscrewed, it unscrewed half of the helicoil and half of the bolt. It was just completely battling. So, you know, of course, Matt like breaks it off like he usually does. And he just leaves it on a stand in my garage. There's a kickstand, mm-hmm. a bolt with the half a helicoil on it. Like, yeah, Jimmy will fix it. I, I came to you. I brought it to your attention. Right. And you said, Matt, this is above your mechanical skill level. <laughs> and at which point I just know at, at that point, just you walk, walk away. away. Yeah, that's your yeah, out. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's no, your no, out. No, I'm that's, done. I, I, am I complaining yet? No, no. I haven't started complaining. I'm just telling no. a story. Uh, but I did not break it. I literally went to put the kickstand down. He's over there curling up in a ball because he, he he knows he's it's, it's like he's it's waiting. like it's like I'm like a winding up a spring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's just he's over there. He knows it's coming, but it's not. It's like he did exactly what he was supposed to. He's like he knew it was he knew it was out outside of his range, and I'm just thinking, what the hell? How the hell am I going to fix this? Because they, they, they when that half the helicoil still in there and it broke off and all. So I saw, thought about it. You know, I literally took took a little time. You know, zenned out. I wondered what an Alaskan fire dragon was. Mm-hmm. I took my pants off. This show is almost over, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pick a rooster. <laughs> so so, but I actually went through the steps and I found another bolt, a shoulder bolt with bigger threads in it. I did some. I drilled. I drilled into the frame. Retapped it. It it's super Sano. Nice. Yeah, and I, and I took pictures of it while I was doing it, so I could post it on dirtbiketest.com. I hope your pants were on for it. In mm-hmm. those pictures. Well, I'm always behind the camera, Matt. I, that's why we need to get the OnlyFans up because I could I could just in go front, in front, front of the, of the camera, camera and yeah. it's money. So so we're back. Uh, so JB Black is control Zing that thought. <laughs> what does that mean? That's that's undo more, undo yeah. <laughs> Remember we were talking about controls, computer stuff. But anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. trying trying to. Oh I, yeah, I, that's how we're going to do our next Better Rider podcast. By the yeah. way, if you want to learn a little bit, check out our Better Rider podcast. I'm a lot more serious, and you'll learn way more than this. So I know how to fix a really screwed up KTM kickstand. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it from 2000 to 2019 and farther. So just in case you know, and I'll, one of these days I'll put it up there. So if your kickstand's broken, so back to the bike. The bike off. Back, yeah. back to, to the bike. Pat's bike. Pat's bike. Roos. Oh yeah, for Roos sure. For me too. Yep. Yep. He's it, tat. He's tat ready. You know. You know what the hardest thing about this is? Is that I made my decision right away which one I thought was going to win, and every single bike that's come up has questioned my decision. Makes sense. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go last. Mike, what's your what's your pick? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I'm most intrigued by the snow bike. Just it's it's the Jason's. oddball there. I've never ridden a snow bike. I think that's cool as hell, and it looks super fun. So, uh, gas gas snow bike. Uh, I'm partial to Emmett von Flues just mm-hmm. because I like YZ125, but also Asher's a close second because it's a DRZ400, and he's out there riding it in the desert. Right, and I feel bad. I I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of go from uh, last to first. So, Emmett, your bike roosts, but the picture in the garage 
from a, a high angle, like I'm going to tell you, anybody that shoots their bike from a high angle, and this is something a like really awesome photographer friend of mine, Drew Reese, taught me, mm-hmm. lower down, you know, come down and, you know, don't don't be dominating on your bike. Come come down and mm-hmm. take a picture. You know, just it, it's that that. And so there's a couple other bikes in there that have the high angle and stuff. So Dean, uh, like your bike, we need to go roost some Tenere's together. We're going to do that. Pat's bike is awesome, except the ghost in the background, <laughs> the ghost figure in the background that made me want to go pee. <laughs> that that was a little problem. Asher, you're so close. If you would have if you would have been in any other rooster endo segment, it probably would have won. But I'm going with uh, Jason's snow bike as well. Hey. And and not in the first thing I did. The first thing I came out I was like that doesn't have enough power. But it had right. enough, it enough power in A, his presentation, B, his picture. You, you know, like I talk, talking about the lower angle or something it's just appealed angle. to me. He showed where I, uh, like, that virgin snow, like, you could do one of those turns in that snow bike where you lay it in, your shoulder drags on the ground. And not just me, you and you and you, everybody could do that because that's the way snow bikes are. They're pretty amazing in those kind of conditions. So I'm um, um, super, super stoked on on that one. I I think that wins, and it's it's Matt. It's two to one. You lose. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's so fair. That's sh- fair. So Jason, um, Jason, thanks. Jason's was good, but it's actually kind of like my last one. Yeah, yeah, because we're dirt bike test. Because yeah. you, you, you grew live up in Las Vegas. You so. grew up in the snow. There's snow underneath that dirt. I know it. Mm-hmm. There's not a road underneath it. It doesn't have a supermoto. Do you tires mean there's dirt it. underneath that snow? That's what he meant. Yeah. There's dirt underneath <laughs> that snow. Is that what I said? You said snow underneath that dirt. Oh yeah, it's getting late. We hold on. Snow. It's 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 definitely. Uh, it's time. About to, it's time to stop. That's why we're gonna have a little bit of a huzzah. You want to kick the? I'm I'm good. I did that last night. That's good. I'm gonna do a little Guys bit for hangover. Oh, you know what? Since you're saying no, you know what? I'm gonna make everybody mad. This is what we do on the show. Specialty. It's like it was always always one up it. Oh wait! Oh yeah, this doesn't come out very often, but the fact that you're not drinking means it's time for good stuff. uh, No, it's not that good. It's not that good for anybody. It is from Costco. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna have Clase Azul Ultra Anejo, which is um, everybody should have this every once in a while. Is what I always say. So uh, Matt, do you want to thank our sponsors? Yeah, I do want to give a big thank you to Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, which I actually got to wear the Revolt pullover jacket recently, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors. Don't forget to click on the Amazon and Rocky Mountain links on dirtbiketest.com. Click through the Support DBT link. Uh, on our homepage and you'll find those links there. And don't forget to check out jimmylewisoffroad.com. You can check out our beginner series, uh, online beginner series at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash learn to ride. Hey, I think we should send Asher a t-shirt, DBT t-shirt. Asher, in the chat right now, put what size t-shirt you are and I'll see if I can hook you up because uh, the bot, Matt activated the bot and I feel bad that he did that. And, I didn't activate the bot. It's just there automatically. And and I'm going to try to take care of that for you because I do think your bike did ne- necessarily, it, it roosted pretty hard for me. So, yeah. uh, and I'm stoked that you were in the show and I'm in the chat and the chat and all that stuff like that. So send uh, it to uh, Matt at Jimmy Yeah. So that and your, where, where we should, uh, should send it. 
Yeah, just yeah, send yeah, send an address and your shirt size. I'm, I was actually putting the shirt size there because we don't have a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. We're kind of running low. We were. You said you want to talk to me about t-shirts earlier. I do want to ask you about t-shirts, like off air, off air. Okay, you need a t-shirt, Matt. You running out of clothes? No, no. Does your girlfriend want a t-shirt? No, but I don't have a girlfriend. Okay, there you go. Yeah, sure. Size large. Boyfriend? <clears throat> uh, I don't have a boyfriend. Okay. That's the way it goes. Uh, he's size large. We'll hook you up. We got. I'll find something over there in the uh, in the things. But yeah, thanks, Matt, for uh, helping out with the show tonight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Daniels. Uh, hey, his shirt. Asher's, Asher's shirt doesn't require a Ricky Brayback uh, signature, which, believe it or not, are hard to get. Even though we just noticed tonight up on the wall that I I was wondering there's a there's a Ricky poster over. It's a nice poster that he gave me that was sitting over in the corner. And I said, why is this here? And I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then somebody pointed out to me, there's a new one that says, you have been roosted, Ricky Brabeck. <laughs> so he replaced his poster last time I was here, even though he didn't sign your T-shirt that I thought he signed, that I thought we sent out, but it just didn't go anyplace. So... There's a lot of stuff going on here. Very hey, busy. thank you everybody for uh, joining in, listening to the show, joining in the chat. Um, we are stoked that you're here. We're glad you're participating. If you're listening to this thing um, offline on one of our, uh, what do they call them? RSS feeds. Yeah. So if you want to check it, check out the podcast audio and we upload it on Spotify, Apple, Google, you know, the big ones. Um, hey, Mark, are you bummed that I just had Class A Azul Ultra and AO? <laughs> so, Asher, I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Yeah. So, it's going to be Matt at gmailosofra.com. So, but anyways, uh, thanks for joining in. Tell a friend. Uh, this is uh, something we do for fun, and we want you to have fun with it, and we hope you learn something. And what makes this show fun for me specifically is I get to answer questions. And when I, when I do walk out of here, I'm not just uh, happy because I had a little shot of tequila. I feel like I've made a difference in somebody's motorcycle riding, helped you make your bike work better. I've helped you uh, become a better rider. I've uh, wasted a couple hours of Mike's time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you prep your bike. Like I started your bike up today. I listened to it for a second. We made some diagnoses and you're going to have a great bike for this weekend's little, uh, what, California rally So thing? Cal Roadbook Ride. Four, Cal Roadbook Four ride. days down in uh, Ridgecrest, California. It's a, it's a non-event. Non-event. Just, just some people that are randomly showing up in one spot to go ride some Roadbook loops. That's super so, cool. Yeah, it should be super fun. Yeah. And I know like Paul Neff went and did this last year and had a really good time at it. And uh, it's, I mean, these are the kind of these kind of like, we'll call them like a flash mob. It's a flash mob yeah. of people that enjoy a similar thing. So unless if you want to go Russia state capital, if you want Storm to. Storm Area 51. Yeah, Storm Area 51 or go ride some road books. There's groups for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jerry says he likes your hat, even though he didn't say that. He should have commented because you're part of the team. I'll put a sticker on your bike now because we've ridden together and uh, that's all good. So uh, Victor wants a link <laughs> to what? The Alaskan uh, the Fire, gra- fire no, the Dragon? The, oh, the ride. But the Alaskan Fire Dragon could be what you call the ride. Victor will just uh, follow you. Hey, Victor, check out Adventure Rider Racing Forum, uh, SoCal Roadbook Ride. You can find it, uh, all the information there on Adventure Rider. Yeah. And uh, always uh, make some roadbooks for me on uh, rallynavigator.com. The new Rally Navigator 2 desktop, so- desktop software is pretty awesome. Pretty sweet. Big yeah. release coming next couple of days. Uh-oh. Road, road rallies getting dialed in. Road rallies. Road I'm rally. all about those not. Yeah, okay. Bad. 
Hey, Matt, thanks for uh, showing up. Yeah, of course. Thanks. thanks for bringing your dog in. Yep. And then the dog got dropped off and then I'm going to go pick her up again. Sounds good. And uh, we will see you hopefully next week. Uh, Bill, it's always interesting. So we'll see cool. you out on the trail. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Ow!